Welcome to the Guy Pie Podcast, featuring Anthony, Chris, John, Sean, and Mark. This is a weekly podcast where five guys come together to make the ultimate conversational pie about the games they are currently playing. Morning. All right, welcome to the Guy Pie Podcast. I'm Chris. Joining us today is Sean. Yeah, okay. Hello. <laughs> Was I supposed to do an intro? Hi, I'm Sean. You need at least a 15-minute yeah. bug. You know, like show. a hype-up entrance music. I realized I didn't do this last week, so it's like I kind of just threw us into the podcast, and then the names weren't brought up till like later on. Uh, we also have Anthony. <laughs> the audio listeners are going to be loving this podcast. <laughs> uh, we got we'll we got have, we'll John. Have video. Hello there. <laughs> and then last but not least, we got Mark. Howdy. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's somehow worse than last week when there was no introduction last week. So we're <laughs> off to a fantastic we start. We start talking about Helldivers. You know, it's good to go. We need no introduction. All right. Um, starting off this week, since Sean, you weren't here last week, I figured it'd make sense to start off with one of your games, a game you've been probably playing the most. I think it's fair to say. So tell us about Persona 3 Reload. Yeah, so it's a good game. That's it. That's all I had prepared. No, uh, yeah, Persona 3 Reload is great. So Persona 3 was actually like the first entry I ever played into the series on on a modded PSP I had back in the day. Uh, and it was fun, but I played it like 20, I think 2017. And, and you know, it was pretty outdated. Like there was a, a couple of mechanics that, uh, you know, weren't the, 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 the most convenient. Um, and I remember playing it, really enjoying it, really enjoying the music because Persona always has fantastic music, really enjoying most of the gameplay. Um, but at the end, it was kind of like it, it kind of slowed down a little bit and uh, it was almost like I was rushing to finish it. Like I just kind of wanted to get it over with. Um, but with Persona 3 Reload, like there are so many quality of life changes that they made to this game where I've never even once felt bored with the turn-based combat or the exploration sometimes the social links do leave a bit to be desired but it's like that in every persona game i find myself like really kind of intrigued by the persona uh social links at first and then like halfway through the game i'm like skipping most of them because i don't want anything to do with them but uh it's great and uh yeah so it it really like brings me back and it's really good i think persona 3 out of all of the Personas I've played has probably the darkest story. Not that, but I think Persona Four has the best story, uh, but probably has the darkest story. But I will say what it lacks in in kind of depth of storytelling, like Persona Four had, it, it makes up for with I don't know if anyone else has played Persona Four. I, I think Chris, you played Persona Five. But in those games, whenever there's like a new character being introduced to your team, it takes like forever. Like you meet them, you do a bunch of social things with them. Eventually you save them or do whatever. Uh, and then they join your team. Whereas in Persona 3, it's literally like, hey, I found this guy out by the dumpster. Uh, he's got potential. He's on the team. Oh, there's a dog outside. It's got great potential. Oh, there's a child wandering the street with no parents so much potential and they're on your team so uh, i i like that aspect of it a lot and they've added a couple of things like e even small things like you can dash now you can run uh which wasn't a thing in persona 3 which made exploring um the uh, uh 
the tower a, a lot more slow paced uh it's not called the tower why can't i think of its name right uh, now i've been playing tartarus? this game forever yeah the tartarus yeah sorry uh the tartar socks and uh and <laughs> and uh yeah so and, but i found that to be a lot of fun like they've even kind of uh even though the the implementation of it the floors are the same like the design it just looks beautiful it looks great uh and being able to dash like makes it a lot more fun to go through because you can kind of like if you're over leveled you can kind of just skip through sections which i actually don't really find myself doing too often uh in terms of battle they've added quite a bit i remember playing persona 3 reload uh and constantly our persona 3 uh portable and constantly running out of SP uh, and getting into battles where I struggled so much, where now that I have that experience of Persona 4, Persona 4 Golden, Persona 5 under my belt, uh, I, I, I'm just flying through battles. And they've added things like uh, Shift, where it's just like if you hit an enemy's weakness, you can switch to another character, which is super helpful because then that character can uh, potentially hit another enemy's weakness and keep it going for that all-out attack. Uh, they've also added Thurgies, which are kind of like limit breaks, uh, which are very helpful especially if you're in a battle you're low on sp and you're fighting like a boss or a harder enemy and you need to do a lot of damage uh and it also kind of adds things to social links as well because the more you develop uh you know your kind of relationship within the people in uh iwataida dorm uh, you you gain uh, more kind of aspects to your thurgy so you can build them up quicker what i mean by that is um for example yukari she's like the main healer and uh, if you heal somebody, her thurgy built, her meter builds up faster. And as you go through kind of socializing with her in the dorm, uh, it gets buffed. So it's like now, you know, it, it speeds up so much faster or uh, your health spells cost 50% less than they usually do. That's kind of the great thing about Persona is those, all the social links usually play into what you bring into combat and exploring and stuff like that. Uh, and I found this kind of a nice little touch uh, on, on top of that. Uh, and they've added shuffle time, which is uh, I believe was in Persona Four. Uh, I, I think Persona Five they went a different route. I don't remember if they had shuffle time. I think you actually had to converse with the Persona to to uh, grab them onto your team. It's been a while since I played that. Um, and shuffle time's nice. Kind of adds like a roguelike element uh, where you can get Arcana cards that offer different benefits to your run. Like you can get one where you can select more things in shuffle time and. You can get ones that, you know, uh, uh, boost your XP, boost your social uh, links when you fuse personas together and things like that. Um, I'm just enjoying it. Like, uh, literally, I, I have nothing but good things to say about the game. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of the Persona series in general, and this really kind of feels like a celebration of Persona. Like, they took this game that was already great, uh, and they kind of elevated it to another level, whereas... Before, I would have said Persona 4, Persona 5, Persona 3. Like, that's the order and preference. Now, I think Persona 3 is my favorite. Uh, Persona 3 Reload, in particular. Especially because, like, I think I was telling you guys, like, you can... Some of the best things about Persona is they're all kind of composed by Soji Maguro, uh, who is, like, a legendary composer. His music is fantastic. Like, every game that, it, like, Catherine, Persona, Shimagami Tensei, like, every game he composes, he just adds, like, such such an atmosphere and ambience that, like, is really cool. The, in Persona 3 Portable, I remember sitting in Iwatada. Iwatoda, I'm going to butcher whatever that's called, Iwatoda Dorm, and just listening to the music on repeat, not even doing anything, and they've updated it now uh, where you can actually hear like what they're rapping about and what they're talking about, and it sounds fantastic. Um, if you get the physical version, I don't know if it's like this for the digital version, but you get Persona 4, Persona 4 Golden, 
Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royale, you get the music, uh, the battle music from those games. Uh, and you can go into your menu and just set it to shuffle. So every time you get into an encounter, it's not playing the same songs over and over again. Which, even if it was, uh, John, you were, mentioned this uh, earlier today, like, the battle music is so good in Persona 3 anyways. I never get yeah. tired of Persona battle music. But this kind of keeps it fresh, especially as you're exploring the Tartarus. Um, but yeah, just an all-in-all great game. Like, I, I really can't say enough good things about it. Especially, like, as someone who sometimes struggles with turn-based RPGs outside of the Persona series, like, this really feels like it's my niche. It's that perfect balance of storytelling, uh, kind of, you know, like an interactive novel uh, with with turn-based RPG elements. And I've really been enjoying it. I think so far, I mean, we're still pretty early on. I think it actually is one of the only games I've played this year. What else came out this year? Uh, oh, Tekken 8, never mind. Um, but I think it's so far my game of the year. That being said, you know, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and Shadow of the Erd Tree are coming out. So let's, you know, put that on hold. It's only February, um, but really been enjoying it. Okay. All right. Uh, and John, you started playing that today, so we'll go into you next. Yeah, I played about an hour of it. Uh, Sean said quite a bit, um, but coming from somebody that's only ever played Persona 5, like I haven't played anything other than that. I really did enjoy the uh, the social sim as- aspect of it. Uh, I do love turn-based RPGs, so I, I think I'm going to love love this game. Um, the music, the music, Sean was saying, uh, like, it's super cheerful, it's nice, and it, it doesn't really fit the dark tone, which kind of adds to it. Um, yeah, like I said, I've only played about an hour of it. I, I don't really have too much to say but I'm, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. You, you say that, uh, and you're right. Like the, 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 totally like the music does not fit the dark. Like the, the, this is the darkest persona for sure. Like lots of, I'm not going to spoil anything, but v- very dark themes. Uh, but if you actually like, uh, not, not all the songs, but some of the songs, if you listen to like what the lyrics are saying, they're actually pretty dark. <laughs> they sound very happy. It kind of tricks you into thinking like, Oh, you know, this is a good time. Uh, like the song when you're in school, uh in the winter and stuff is about you know it's it sounds all happy and it's whatever but it's like the the lyrics are talking about how like you know creepy men are and how they like prey on you and there's like a lot of those kind of themes and stuff like that so oh no (laughs) um no it's funny you say that no just because i think that's music in general and like in general a lot of times like or not a lot of times but some of the times because I came across um, a TikTok a couple days ago. Remember the song Mbop from Hanson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you like remember what the lyrics were about? About getting old? Yeah, it's just like it's basically about <laughs> you're getting old and you realize all those friends you had when you were kids, like who's really there for you when you're older and stuff like that. It's a, it's a surprisingly like really deep song for a song that was like how old were they at the time when that came out, but... But I always like sure that, that. Oh, go ahead. I'm pretty sure that song's about mbop, mbop, bop, mbop. I, I, I think you're reading. <laughs> I'm, reading, I'm reading too much into it. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Persona 3 Reloaded is on uh, Game Pass. So PC and Xbox Game Pass. So I did download it on my Ally, but I loaded it up. It was like running really smooth. But then I was like, I don't really want to play this right now, unfortunately, because there's so much <laughs> stuff I want to play right now. 
eventually I think I will get to it because it's not going to cost me outside of the Game Pass subscription fee. Um, I'll go to Mark, you next for this. Any interest in uh, Persona 3 Reloaded? Definitely going to end up picking it up. Uh, I only ever really played uh, the fifth Persona in the the series, but like it's a game I thoroughly enjoyed. I spent a lot of hours going through just like I was saying, like the the social aspects of the games and everything are, are a lot of fun. And I'm always always down for a good turn based uh, turn based game. So it's definitely going to be a game I'm going to pick up. I'm excited, especially after hearing Sean's description of it. Definitely excited to pick that up and give it a try but uh yeah right now my pretty much all my time is getting sunk into trying to defeat the automatons and terminids that's fair how about you anthony any interest for you so i don't i haven't played any of the persona games um not that there isn't any interest there like i'm sure i'll I'll check one out eventually this one does sound more appealing to me to to, than the other ones just because i know like there's a lot of missable stuff. I'm sure this one has a lot of missable stuff in it as well. But just some explanations of, of how the sim life systems work in comparison to what I've heard of, of like Persona 4, for example. They seem different enough that I'm, I might have some interest. I'm not quite sure yet. Um, but I'm, I'm probably not going to buy it in, uh, until it goes on sale. Because I, I only have the uh, Essential uh, PS Plus. Or no, you said it was on Xbox. Yeah, uh, Game Pass on Xbox. Game Pass, okay. Um, However, though, um, just by happenstance, um, I read a lot of uh, manga uh, on this app called Webtoons, and I noticed one got put put up. It was uh, Persona uh, 3 Reloaded Beginnings. So I don't know if if, it seems like it's following the story of the game. There's only five chapters right now, but it's all in color, and it's it's really intriguing, at least um, story-wise from what I've seen just from the, that manga I've been reading. Yeah, the Persona stories are always, like, really solid. In terms of, like, things that are missable, uh, the difficulty is that... So you have, like, three... Every every Persona game has social stats. Uh, for example, this one has three only, which is nice. Uh, so you have intelligence, uh, you have uh, courage, and then I think the last one is, like, smoothness or something like that, or popularity or something like that. Um, so certain social links are locked behind how smart you are or how brave you are or whatever. Um, so it is missable in that sense. There is, like, guides where you can actually walk through and max out all the social links uh, by following the guides. I never do that because it's, like, it makes the game too much, like, a kind of a checklist, and I didn't want to do yeah. that. But that being said, like the the plat, so I'm I'm on my way to platinuming it. By the time I finish the game, I'll have most of the trophies except for one, which is maxing out all the social links in one playthrough. Uh, but the good news is, is when you go to New Game Plus, if you've maxed out all your social stats, they stay maxed out. Uh, so you can go into any social link at any time with those maxed out stats. So okay, okay. Uh, any final thoughts, Sean, on Persona before we move on? Put it in your mouth. It's delicious. Okay. And it's blue. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so next one is going to be a game I'm playing right now. I ended up caving and picking it up. Uh, Banishers Ghosts of New Eden uh, from Don't Nod, who made the Life Strange games. Honestly, I'm really impressed with this game so far. It's... I, I think we could agree... 
if something is heavily promoted through the game's promotional period, it wouldn't really classify as a spoiler, right? Like in terms of trailers, gameplay videos. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the the whole concept is there are two characters you play as. I, I had to actually like look this up because I didn't want to butcher her uh, her name. Uh, Antia and Red, their husband and wife. Antia is an experienced banisher, which are ghost hunters. And then Red is her apprentice who they fell in love and she's been training him. The story essentially starts off with her getting killed. And then you go on the quest to avenge her and get her body back. So it's you two working together. What's really interesting about it is it's reminding me a bit of like, say something like Bioshock, uh, because your choices are going to determine your outcome with my version of the story, I made the promise to Antia that I'm going to resurrect her. But with this process, I have to commit to each time I come across these decisions in these cases that you're solving with the ghosts, you get three options. So one is banish, which is basically sending the ghost to hell. Uh, second is ascend where you're sending them to peace sort of like heaven and then third is blame where instead of you banishing or sending the ghost you blame the person who is the tether to the ghost and then end up killing them and stealing their essence so essentially by continuously harving the essence the idea is toward the end of the game you're able to resurrect her with it so I, I was just like all right well I'm gonna this this go around I'm gonna I'm going to save her. It's actually been, there have been storylines with these ghosts where I kind of hate that I'm having to blame the person and kill them because you see these perspectives and sometimes, sometimes it's like, Oh, this person deserves to die. And other times it's like, I kind of, I kind of get where they were coming from, from their perspective, but no, I want to save her. So I'm just like, I'm just going to kill you. <laughs> But it's really cool. I already made one promise. <laughs> it's it's really cool. It reminds me weirdly enough in terms of gameplay, God of War Ragnarok, and just not in terms of how in depth like combos go with melee. The melee is pretty solid. You have parry. You've got your swords and your torch, but then you also have uh, a rifle. But just in terms of how the game operates, you know, it's got the trademark God of War like crawl underneath this go through these like sidewall stuff and there's actually later on in the game i forget what it was called but in ragnarok and god of war when you would go through the dimensions to get to places faster a similar concept as to that so overall i'm not too far into it i think i'm like 10 12 hours into the game currently but i'm really enjoying it the stories are fantastic all of these hunts that i'm going on and getting background to how these ghosts died and the characters that are tethered to them but yeah so far i'm definitely glad i ended up picking it up i will go to anthony next any thoughts on banishers anything catch your interest the uh the concept sounds cool um it sounds like something i might enjoy watching like maybe on twitch um but game, from a gameplay perspective, it, it doesn't match up with kind of my... I know my interests generally are kind of more 
limited than most. Like I know you guys play definitely wider a variety of genres than I do. Um, that one, I don't think I'll end up checking out. However, uh, just the story, like it's starting off with the, with a death like that, like those kind of stories really pull me in. So that alone, I think I might actually, I'm sure people are streaming it. So I might check that out. But, yeah. One uh, thing I did forget to bring up too, with the gameplay, you're able to simultaneously swap between the husband and wife. So like they both have completely different play styles. Where, as I said, with him, it's the sword and the torch. And with her, she has, like, spirit, like she'll, like, punch, she'll do these dash attacks, and then she has, like, an explosion. Kind of these spiritual moves and stuff. So I, t- oh, I just okay. forgot to mention that. Um, Mark, how about you? Anything catch your interest with this? Honestly, the the way you described it about the, the uh, how it kind of relates to Bioshock, because I was a really big uh, Bioshock fan when that first came out, especially, like, the first one I probably played through, like, several times. So the way you're describing it does sound interesting, how, like, getting those multiple story paths is a pretty cool aspect. Uh, So definitely piqued my uh, interest for it. So I probably won't get it right away. It might be something, like, I wait to go on sale or or whatnot, but it definitely sounds interesting enough for me to get it and give it a shot okay how about you john i saw a little bit of the gameplay earlier today um i really like the cool like switching between the husband and the wife to perform different like actions um the the thing that interests me the most is the skill tree i like uh you can you can unlock things to chain together combos it's almost like a more simplistic god of war style combat um, the enemy design looks pretty sweet. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I, I like the graphics. Like everything, uh, everything looks clean. Everything looks nice. Um, this is probably something I will end up picking up eventually. Probably not anytime soon, but yeah, maybe if it goes on sale or something. Okay. And how about you, Sean? Yeah, it looks cool. I was just checking out some gameplay while you were talking about it. I like how you can kind of, it, it, at least what it, from what it looks like and what you were describing, it looks like you can combo back and forth between the pair. Like you can switch to the, yeah, that looks cool. I like the combat. It looks pretty interesting. I was also saw a couple of bosses, like the puppeteer or whatever pop up, and it looks like very like Dark Souls-esque. Uh, so I, I, I like the design of the, like the enemies and the characters. I will say like uh, when it comes to these kind of games, like I, I am a little bit picky. Uh, but I do like games with kind of a more paranormal setting. So I think this is right up my alley. I think it comes down to if, like whether or not I'll have the time to play it. Uh, but definitely something I would pick up like on a sale or if I had di- downtime, which, uh, you know, I-, I think like my backlog has gotten pretty empty in the sense that anything that was in my backlog that I had planned on playing, I have no plan on playing anymore. Uh, so if I ever see it on sale or if it ever comes up on PS Plus, I'll definitely pick it out because it looks interesting enough uh, to keep me, uh, to, to pull me in. I'm all, I'm a sucker for a good story. So, uh, and it sounds like, you know, right off the hop, your wife dies, which, you know, she's hopefully she's not watching it but that sounds like a dream uh and uh no i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding scratch that delete this just gonna uh, and, clip uh... <laughs> that out for sure <laughs> but yeah it looks great looks great living my my my, my deepest darkest fantasies <laughs> uh, yeah as for final thoughts yeah 
what I truly do appreciate about it is the atmosphere of the game as you're going around exploring these areas. It's just, it it's it's cool because they've taken kind of like traditional things and have thrown tweaks onto them because you'll as you progress through the game you gain the ability to do at select portions kind of like these spirit dashes where say you're on the ground and like there's like a mountain but when you're in the spirit form you see almost like this portal in the sky so you're able to spirit dash to like that location and what essentially it is it's the wife using her powers to like grab her husband at the same time like because when you do play as her she's basically like possessing you so but like you then see her body so like she's able to carry you over to the next destination and yeah it just revolves around essentially it's all leading toward the revenge but what's cool is you can't just go straight for the revenge because the spirits have completely taken over the new Eden. So as like Sean mentioned with the bosses, a lot of it is, is doing these little hunts, solving these mysteries. It's, it's, it's a less complicated, like Alan Wake two almost like when it came to the investigation boards instead, it's, you'll have one character related to the crime and there will be three clues you have to find that are usually pretty simple, but then you get like the catalyst. to what ties that character to the, to like that mission. Um, all right, moving on, we'll go to hell divers too. Uh, Mark, you're close to the platinum for this. So I'll let you start us off. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've been, uh, pretty much playing it fairly consistency consistently uh, throughout the week. Uh, and like, it's nice to see, because like based on uh, how things went the first week, obviously there was the, some of the server issues and some of the initial bugs, as pretty much every single game that uh, launches like that has nowadays. But uh, the state of the game today versus when it first launched is like completely different. I haven't had to wait in any load screens whatsoever. Immediately into the games. Uh, the high level uh play has always has stayed interesting at least for me uh pretty consistently it's like uh it's like i i play i've played a couple of times with john and uh some some other friends who have it and they're they're a little bit lower level than me so like i'll go and play like a couple of medium or hard difficulty matches with them and like compared to the hell diver difficulty it's like like a nice little break but the hell diver difficulty like it's extremely and constantly action-packed and uh like i usually end up with like over 600 something kills just constantly trying to defend my teammates as they're doing the objectives and uh it's it's remained pretty fresh and uh and fun throughout the uh the entire experience i've had so far all right. Since we didn't get your opinion on it last week, Sean, why don't you tell us about your Helldivers experience? Yeah, I haven't played too much of it. I am enjoying it. I like the atmosphere. I like the uh, the the customization options for your armor thus far, and I'm excited to see how how, how that kind of tunes out in the future. I've only played it with strangers, 
uh, and it's extremely frustrating to play with strangers. So I'm excited to play with you guys. Um, once I get around to it, uh, it's it's frustrating just because of uh, the the like there's no communication. Like I think I loaded into a game uh, on on Friday in the in the afternoon, and I was like, all right, you know, I have you know ten minutes before I have to get back to work. And I, th- I, you know, I was trying to go for the objective, and everyone was just kind of standing around. I think they were like clearing bases or something like that. But I was like, I was just trying to, I was just trying to do my thing and get out of there. And we all ended up dying before we could uh, extract, anyways. So I don't see what the point of them kind of going through it was. Uh, but yeah, I, I love the opening cinematic. I think it's hilarious. It's it looks it looks amazing. Like I, I, I'll be interested to see because isn't there a Starship Troopers game coming out as well, or did that already come out? That one already came out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah, because it feels like Starship Troopers the game. Like that's that's like without me having, I've never played the actual game. It feels like that movie, the game, and I'm really enjoying it. What I'd like to see in the future is like definitely some more uh, variety uh, in in the enemy types. But thus far, yeah, loving it. And, and as someone who played Helldivers too, like what a glow up, uh, what an extreme glow up. Like they really were like, you know what, we had a great game because Helldivers two was a lot of fun. They're like, we had a great game. Let's elevate it, and uh, I'm excited to play more of it. Like I said, I haven't really played too, too, too much of it, but from what I've played, I'm enjoying it. And just honestly, I wasn't even planning on buying it, but as I'm scrolling through TikTok, and you know, Donkey released a video that was quite hilarious. Like I'm just, and you guys, I found out you guys were playing it, and I was just like, this, this looks amazing. It's definitely up my alley too because it looks like something I can just kind of switch off and play, which is like my favorite time killer of all time is just playing something mindless where I don't have to think too much. Uh, although you kind of you kind of do because there's a lot of dying on my end, so maybe that's because I'm not thinking enough. But uh, definitely enjoying it and definitely uh, hoping and waiting to play some more. Well, uh, to to add on to that, so the, I agree with like the the TikTok community and stuff like that, and all the videos coming out. I've been really enjoying just uh, seeing how the community has been reacting. There was this uh, one TikTok. This guy apparently he, he had nothing better to do, so during the end of his matches, like he would kill his teammates and stuff like that, and then extract without anybody getting anything for it. So. There's a communities on TikTok are putting out bounties for this guy to now like everybody's kind of like, oh, if this person joins your game, you just you just kill him until he leaves. And <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, so it's just like uh, the entire community is banding together to get rid of these people. But uh, one thing I do have to say, so I've found that the early play, like in the early stages of difficulty, the like matchmaking i i agree to your experience where it's like a little bit less cohesive as a unit but once you get into like the high level stuff like every time i join a match if everybody's like around level 35 plus like i know like we're all going to go like we're we're either going to split up into two teams of two go around or like a team of three is going to go in and do like some of the heavier stuff and one person is going to split off and get all the extra stuff. And like uh, a lot of those experience, like experiences uh, in the game for me so far with the uh, general matchmaking with randoms and stuff. But I, I always do find it way more fun playing with uh, people, you know, and that you can be properly mic'd up with. It's definitely increases the experience a lot. 
Yeah, I think, like, as I play, I'll probably play more when you guys are playing. I think, like, in terms of playing it by myself, I, I, it, probably once in a while, because I like to, I like, you know, my my inner peace is when I'm watching a YouTube video and playing something simultaneously. I can't do that with Persona 3. Uh, so Hell Divers is, you know, if I'm playing by myself, I'm going to play that while I'm watching YouTube videos. So definitely looking forward to that. All right, John, how about you? Yeah, still very much enjoying the game. Uh mainly playing whenever mark plays uh because of the same frustrations as sean with the either the solo play or the playing with randoms uh having them blow you up or you accidentally blowing them up them getting angry and leaving uh (laughs) i do like how they went from completely broken to one patch to the game's almost perfect now uh no wait for server time like you log into the game you're in immediately um yeah i i will continue to play it um more so with people than solo uh with friends i mean like the randoms i can do without i have played some of the more challenging stuff with mark which has been a lot of fun the hell divers difficulty it's uh pretty crazy um oh, yeah, it's uh, it's high octane yeah you don't you don't stay alive for very long uh yeah i'm excited to see where this game is going uh with future updates sure uh i'll go next uh unfortunately i have lost all desire to play it uh at the current moment uh mainly so i think it's a similar situation to what i found with wayfinder it's you have that brief window when you start playing a game where it either makes a really good overall first impression or a really bad first impression and while i did enjoy playing the game the last three times I went to play it, I had really, really horrible experiences with it. Uh, a notable one when I was playing with you, Mark and John, when that frame rate issue happened, yeah. and it basically my game was consistently, I think, what like five or ten FPS per second, and I had just spent an hour waiting to get into the game. I that happened. I had to completely shut down the game and then go back into the queue, which like I know the, the queue issues have been fixed, but the most recent thing that kind of made me just stop completely for the moment was a couple days ago when it was resolved the issues. I was like, okay, I'll give it another go. I loaded up Hell Divers. I went to load into my first thing, and you know, like the loading screen where you see your drop pod. Yeah, it was like I was sitting there for like seven minutes not loading anywhere i was just like yeah unfortunately i'm out it just i've I've just personally had really bad experiences that left that negative impact on it and with banishers right now i'm really enjoying that and final fantasy 7 rebirth around the corner i kind of want to dedicate my time more toward those things than just force myself to play a game that just like really left a bad impression for me personally over just my personal experiences nothing to say against the game when i did play it was fun it just it it it's it's like you're running you're having fun and then you like you slide you like hurt your leg you're like you know i could still lose this could still lose like you get back up and you keep running and then you slide again and then you get back up and then you slide for the third time. You're like, okay, either I'm just going to keep running and just hurt myself over and over again, or I'm just going to step away and just come back at a later time when I'm not wearing like these slippery shoes, apparently. 
I don't know if that works as like an analogy, but there's something. Um, Anthony, like any thoughts a week out having not played the game? Uh, no, not really. Um, I'm still sitting it out uh, at this time. I mean, it's nice to see the success the game is having, like selling like crazy, uh, even despite the service server issues they were having in the first week or two. Um, so it's cool to see uh, as a bystander, but I, at the moment I don't plan on picking it up quite yet. Anybody got any final thoughts on it? Put it in your mouth. <laughs> All right. It's my review scale. It's either don't put it in your mouth, put it in your mouth. All right. I agree with put it in your mouth. Uh, Anthony, you'll be leading us in this next topic because you're currently playing, hopefully I say it correctly, Tales of Berzia? Berseria. 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 Yeah, so uh, last week when we were talking about games in our backlogs, one of the games I mentioned was Tales of Arise. So I think it might have been the next day, actually, from recording, I pulled out my box of PS4 games and I was digging through because I was like, oh, I'm going to pop it in and start playing it. As I was digging through, though, I came across Tales of Berseria first. And so just in that split moment, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to play this instead. Um, so I know it's a bit older. I think it came out like probably almost a decade ago now, maybe eight years ago, something Seven like that. Seven years, yeah. Seven years. Um, but it's been interesting. Uh, the combat... Uh, again, uh, I, like I said last week about Tales of Arise, like I haven't really delved too much into the Tales series. Like I played a spin-off game on the PSP called Tales of the World, so I don't really have, like I don't know what changes from game to game, like exactly, like combat-wise. But this combat system, it's it it's a lot, but it, it's fairly simple. But just in explanation, it's quite a lot. Like especially when you're trying to read, it it, it drip feeds it to you. Um, you have like, uh, your martial arts, uh, your mystic arts and your hidden arts, and you have like a, a gauge called the soul gauge. And there's another gauge called break gauge or something. And they all work together. Um, and the, the combo system, it's like picture a chart where you have like X triangle square circle, and then you have four boxes and you can put a martial art in each box. So if you spam, say the square button, you'll do that in the order they're here but if you say push like square triangle 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 you would do the first move in squares rotation but then you would go to the second one in triangle so you could effectively go like a rotation of all four buttons and you would do a combo like diagonally down your thing so you can set up with with your four buttons you can do like a ton of different combos in this chart to set up because certain moves they can do um different things like either apply uh, ailments or uh stun them which is a very important in the way the system works um for gaining back uh, your soul gauge um and just uh, applying ailments is easier on stun targets i believe as well um but the story uh the story it's like this revenge story following this this girl uh velvet um and her her younger brother i'm I'm not gonna like i know it's eight year old i'm not gonna go too spoiler but um some stuff goes on and then it just does it like a time jump and then you kind of the game kind of picks up from there and you start you know accumulating some party members um and i'm actually surprised at how much voice acting there is considering how old this game is and it's not like you know a huge triple A game. I, I don't. Uh, I don't. Again, I'm not familiar with the, the other Tales games, but I was just. It's all in English too. I'm not. It's not like 
Japanese with subtitles. It's all English and like they're pretty good quality and the rapport between the, the party members. It's like it's got the system where every once in a while when you're just walking, you'll get a prompt in the corner and if you press it it just does like a mini cutscene of two of your party members talking to each other. And they're they're really it's it's just I'm I'm surprised I I haven't played it till till now, if I'm being honest. Um but uh Oh, and then uh, there's some mini games that you can come across in there. One of them was this like cafe one, fairly simple. You have like tables everywhere, people sitting, and there's where you get the orders from, and you have to go talk to them. They'll tell you what you want. You have to go to the counter and get the right order and bring it to them, and you're on a time limit. And if you wait too long, they get angry. Um, there's another mini game. Oh, the combat mini games like popping balloons and doing combos and stuff like that. And then of course, a big part of I think what drove me to choose this one specifically of the tale series is the costumes because the main character is this attractive female character uh and even like the base costume you get is fairly revealing um compared to the other games in the series so um yeah i I don't quite understand the the system to unlock all the outfits quite yet there was some from the mini games there's these random cat chests you, you can open if you get the currency for it which i've gotten some accessories from like i got i think i had a pair of glasses from one um maybe like a little corsage rose thing from another one and you can so well one of the main character your party members is this little kid and i put like a he has this little robe on but i put a, like a like a 10 gallon cowboy hat on him with like an eye patch he just looks so ridiculous <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm having a good time. Um, the game says it's about 50 hours to beat, I think, when I looked it up. So I'm not quite that far. I'm only about 12, 15 hours into it. But uh, I'm definitely enjoying my time. And I don't know. I know they're heavy games usually, but I may end up checking out some of the other Tales series now. Uh, just because I've been having a lot of fun with this one. All right. Mark, you said you ended up playing this one previously. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I played it when it came out forever ago. Uh, but yeah, no, that that game, I, I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. I don't remember exactly what the story was about, but I know, I think it's malevolent or whatever they say about 17 trillion times throughout the uh, the thing. I yeah, can't it's remember. like, yeah, I don't, don't want to say too much, but. Yeah, no, I just, <laughs> just, just like the frequency at which they, they say that word, I remember being, uh, being quite a large number but uh it was it was a really fun game i fully uh played it start to finish uh it, yeah it drew me in the combat was fun as you're saying like you i as you're you're explaining the combat system i remembered how it worked but yeah like being able to string together all those uh combos and uh, like we talked about last week i never really bothered to learn how the other people played i never set up any of their stuff just set up the main character and made them super overpowered i'm like i don't need to touch anybody else yeah i haven't done that yet i think i'll try to at some point but i have i've just been yeah mainly focusing on velvet and her like kicky punchies with her like arm blade that comes out oh yeah just get destroy things with her and you don't and let everybody else figure out themselves. i love too, depending on who gets the final kill in the combat it does like a you know kind of pans out all your characters that are standing it does your xp stuff at the top and the bottom and whoever got the final kill will have like a one-liner and if you get the kill with like with velvet's um Damon like ability when her her arm turns into like this giant red demonic arm you'll be in the cutscene and she'll just be like posed there with the arm out it looks so cool all right sean any have you played this or any interest for it 
Uh, no, I've only ever played Tales of Symphonia, and I enjoyed it uh, thoroughly. Um, and I've always kind of wanted to get back into the Tales series. Uh, but yeah, you know what? Maybe I, I'd hate to say no because you never know where life is going to bring you. Like, maybe one day I'm on an island, you know, all I've got is a PS4 and Tales of Bizaria. Uh, but I, bar that happening, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're just gonna kidnap me, bring me to an island. Like, you really uh, need to play this game, <laughs> I can just yeah. take them. I don't know, like, are the Tales games... I So my experience with Tales of Symphonia was that it was one of my favorite games I've ever played, ever, but it was very long. Are all the Tales games, like, extremely long? Yes. Well, it depends, because um, you could just stream through it, go go to the end of the story, or you can go and do every single minigame, you can collect every outfit, you can collect the, the best weapons in the game, and it would turn a 50 hour game into like 80 to 100 hours oh okay so it's not too bad yeah there's, there's always like the extra stuff in those games that i find like you you have the main story which like you can cruise through in like the 50 hours or whatnot but then like usually after the story i think i i've played tales of symphonia as well and like after you beat the main game then there's the the second final ending sort of deal that yeah you gotta go and do all the extra like high level stuff i'm pretty sure the majority of the tales games follow the kind of that same formula where like yeah you can you can beat it but if you want to get experience everything as john said like there's just so much extra stuff to do where like there's there's beating it and then there's completing it i know they released uh Tales of Vesperia on PS4. Did they ever do a Symphonia release on yep, modern yep. consoles? Yeah, yeah, they did it on PS4 as well, I believe. Oh, okay, nice. Or was Maybe it? No, it was PS3. It was yes, PS3. PS3. Oh, yeah, PS3. I, I have both copies on PS3. Even fun fact: I don't want to I don't want to derail anything. But fun fact: uh, Tales of Symphonia. I think it is on PS4. It's also on PS3, uh, and it's also on Steam. Uh, it was originally released on GameCube. Can anybody guess where it has the highest frame rate? GameCube. On the GameCube, yeah. They 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 they, they locked the frame rate at thirty, and it looks bad. You just reminded me that I have it on GameCube. In my in my treasure boxes. John and I had it on GameCube. Yeah. I think our parents got it from Liquidation World, and it it was scratched. Would not work. Uh, and whenever you put it in the GameCube, would not work uh, up until a certain point. Like I think you could get to the point where you see Mabel in a prison camp or whatever. Uh, and one day, I took a bunch of toothpaste and I rubbed it all over it, and it worked perfectly. So nice. see, before that, I had uh, figured out a fix to that. Was anytime you would enter a battle, the game would freeze and just stop working because of all the scratches on the disc. What I would do is just open the console and close it, and it would just start working again. That's amazing. Yeah. So you can imagine a game where you have to grind all these battles. <laughs> I, anytime, anytime we'd get into a battle, I'd have to open it and close it again. And close. I it went again. through the entire first disc like that because the second oh disc my God. was an amazing quality, <laughs> but the first disc was just awful. That's brutal, man. Yeah, back in the days where you had you had like two, three, sometimes <laughs> even four discs to complete yeah. the game. I, I mean, those days are coming back. Uh, Rebirth yeah. is Rebirth is two, two, right? Yeah, yeah. 
times or a well, change? Yeah, for for you physical people, I'm all digital. Oh yeah, hey, I'm all digital too. Don't, don't no, throw me takes, in with these takes, people. Come on. Yeah, it takes two PS fives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta hook them up together. Yeah. Uh, all right, so John, you're on PlayStation Two. <laughs> so you are John. You are knowledgeable on the Tales games. Did you play this one? I did. Yeah. Um, I started the series off with Tales of Symphonia, like Sean was saying. Uh, our parents got it from Liquidation World. Uh, ever since then, it, it was my favorite game. I played almost every single Tales game, even going back to like the first one. Um, the combat doesn't change much in the core. Like It's an action RPG with random encounters, basically. Um, minor changes throughout each game. I think the big change in Berseria was uh, the break break system where you'd have to knock down an enemy's armor to actually deal serious damage to it. Um, I don't think I've played all the way through Berseria. I think something came out after I started playing it, but yeah, the dark tone of it um, with colorful characters and a excellent story. They all have good stories. I mean... They all have like just oh you're chasing after something and boom big plot twist and yeah they're all crazy like that. Uh, I could definitely go back to it and play through it completely if I get the time. Yeah, me myself, I think I've only ever played one Tales game. Mark, back in high school, what was that one game? That you, Alba, and Dow really liked on 360, the Tales game. You're asking me to remember something from yeah, a very long time ago. Yeah. I can barely remember what I did yesterday, man. I, well, I remember back then you guys hyping it up, and I, uh, I, I was working at Rogers at the time, so I just rented it for free, and like, I, I just never really got into it. And maybe one day this will be a series I get, I get into. But I don't know it's weird. I play it wide variety of stuff but like i also don't play a wide variety of stuff it's like either it clicks with me or it doesn't i don't i don't think this will be one of those franchises that i personally just ever get into but you never know you know that's fair you never know people change uh anybody got final thoughts Uh, anthony did you want to close off on this uh yeah sure um i think i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap this one up i'm not sure how long it'll take like I'm not able to, you know, dump 40 hours a week into gaming, so it'll probably take me a few weeks to finish it up. But um, I think I am gonna look into figuring out a, a, another ga- a Tales game to jump into after this. Contenders right now, obviously, Arise, like I had originally planned, or uh, Symphonia. Although it sounds like I might have to pull out my GameCube <laughs> to do that one. You might uh, be able to fix it on Steam through like downloading mods and stuff, but yeah, if GameCube's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Are you so John, you've still been playing Death Must Die. Tell us about it. Yeah, Death Must Die has been my uh been my I'm can't really play my console right now, but I wanna play something board game basically. I'm bored, so I'll play that. Uh I've unlocked all the characters, (laughs) which is not hard. You just kind of progress and unlock them. Um I really like the loot based progression where uh vampire survivors was just like you play you die you unlock stuff this one you actually have to kill enemies collect loot to like raise your stats and it'll give you some uh 
different. Sorry, I just watched Sean scatter off. It was hilarious. It's great. Um, it's totally graceful. You know, it's totally <laughs> graceful. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you can get some loot, almost Diablo style, where it has some like cool features to it. Like, uh, for example, I can get some uh, body armor that uh, summons skeletons anytime I kill something, or um, like makes my character even more fast. Um, yeah, it's it's still a good turn your brain off, I'm bored kind of game. I haven't really made it that far because uh, the the difficulty spike is immense. You have to get some pretty OP stuff to actually beat the game. If I can say you can beat the game, I don't know if it's like once that clock runs out, you just keep going or you just die automatically, kind of like Vampire Survivors. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna continue to play it for sure. Really, really liking it. Uh, Anthony, did you end up checking this out or no? No, no, I haven't. Okay. Mark, how about you? Uh, I've been focusing purely all, all on Helldivers 2. So understandable. I'm all, I'm all about spreading liberty and democracy right now. No, totally understandable. Yeah, like I, like I said last week, this type of game isn't usually for me, so I definitely haven't picked it up. Uh, I totally made a mental note as Sean did his graceful run like i had pulled out my phone i was like marking the time because i'm definitely gonna make that a nice little clip right there <laughs> just a zoom in a zoom in of john, john uh skittering off and coming back with a beer I, I was still listening <laughs> i respect it uh any interest for you sean for death must die what are we talking about? No. Uh, yeah, it looks great i like vampire survivors anthony if you if you're not into vampire survivors you don't want to play this that game wedding witch like I was telling you before, I'm tempted. I'm not going. You can have potions that make appendages. Anyways, uh, yeah, it lo- I, I checked out some gameplay as I was going through the list of things we were going to talk about. I checked it out. It looks cool. Uh, you know, here's the thing, uh, and it's kind of like this with Dark Souls games and things like that, where people are like, "You got to play this Souls like you like Dark Souls. You got to play this Souls like," and I'm like. If I'm gonna play a Souls like, I'm gonna play Dark Souls. Uh, so you know, although I do, I will say where this kind of stands out above Vampire Survivors is that the animations are a little bit more crisp uh, and and uh, uh, existent. Uh, so yeah, definitely might check it out if ever it goes on sale. I'm always like kind of perusing. I'll wish list it on Steam and see if it ever goes on sale. Maybe I'll check it out. Is it on just on Steam or is it on other? Yeah, games? it's it's just Steam right now. Yeah, if it ever comes to Switch, because I got rid of my Steam Deck, unfortunately, uh, I'll definitely download it because I'm always looking for things to play on the train. So, any final thoughts? I drive Sean? train. Oh, <laughs> kind of a big deal. No, not really. I mean, I've said pretty much everything. It's a such a simplistic, straightforward game that I don't really have much to much to talk about. No, that's definitely fair. So next, uh, Sean. How has Resident Evil 4 Remake VR been treating you? It hurts me. It hurts me immensely. No, it's really good. I've always, so here's the thing is like, I have a couple of games where uh, I've always wanted to be inside of them. 
not like wait can we back that up <laughs> I always wanted, hello kitty island to adventure be immersed in that. <laughs> uh and resident evil 4 is like one of those games that i've played back to front where it's like i feel like i've already been there uh, uh but actually like stepping into it has been surreal the whole the only reason i bought your psvr 2 was to play resident evil 4 in vr and i've been thoroughly enjoying it and it's fun i've been making a ton of content about it on youtube and it's it's just a blast like i have so much fun doing it like it it, it for one scares the crap out of me like i've screamed so many times like resident evil 4 is not a scary game like for example if you're playing resident evil 4 uh just the remake just regularly and you cut a box and a snake jumps out you're like okay you know whatever the snake did some damage the other day i was playing it i cut a box and the snake jumped out and i lost my shit i almost fell over um but it's been a lot of fun and uh it's it's yeah, I there's so many things I could say about it. One of the coolest things, and I didn't discover this until like 10 hours into playing the game, is that you can dual wield your weapons. Like, it's not like Resident Evil 4, the regular game, where it's like, yeah, you get a pistol and you have a shotgun, you switch them out. Like, I pulled out my shotgun, and then I realized that it was in a different hand, so I reached down, I pulled out my handgun, and I was dual wielding. Uh, <laughs> knives are OP, uh, I, you know, it's not like Resident Evil 8 where you can just infinitely spam throwing knives, like, cause your knives have durability, uh, they have like a respawn timer when they go back into your inventory, but if you hold a knife like this, right, and you go like this, it just like, just destroys every enemy. Uh, so I've been running through the game just going like this, uh, and it's, it's been great. I will say like, you know, it, it makes me wish that other game like, Call of Duty Zombies. I think that would be a great VR game. Uh, like uh, other games that I've just had so much fun with, like Metal Gear Solid. Like they should just do them all in VR. Like, like why not? I know VR is kind of uh, uh, kind of polarizing right now because it's something that's accessible. Like you can get a VR, but it's expensive, and people don't want to pay that extra money to play it. So it's kind of not not niche, uh, but it is a little bit more niche. You have like Ubisoft; they made that Assassin's Creed VR game. Don't know if it's any good, uh, but the, essentially they're saying they lost a bunch of money making it. So I think that you know a lot of companies maybe are weary of putting out VR games. But I think if you make a quality VR game, people will buy it. Uh, I, I you know they don't just keep pumping them out. Like I think once it becomes more accessible, maybe that's when they'll kind of branch out and make other games in vr uh but it's been a lot of fun i will say i enjoy it more than village uh village is good in vr um but uh, there's just something nostalgic about being uh it, 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 no pun intended inside uh resident evil 4 i don't know if you can hear this my cat is screaming what do you what's what's their opinion on Resident Evil 4 VR? Are, are they enjoying yeah, they it? Just, yeah, they just want, they to, just want to be part of the podcast. I, I, do you want to be in the podcast? Juno, come here. You can be on the podcast. Tell us how you feel about Resident Evil 4 VR. She said she likes it meowy much. Okay, I'm going to go. No. I'm gonna... <laughs> no. But yeah, I did just, I had a thought when you mentioned like, like zombies on uh, VR. And I just like confirmed it. So they did just announce a couple days ago. That, you know those zombie army games? They are making a VR version of that for PSVR too. 
those oh, for you boys to keep an eye out for the future. It's so for me, it's funny with so I I got Resident Evil Four remake when it came out, and then they're like, oh, it's coming out with a VR update. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna play it at all until the VR update comes out. So I till this day have yet to play remake because by the time the VR update came out. I was like, no, the VR is just not for me. So I sold it to you. So, <laughs> so yeah, I got to get back and just play the regular version of that game. It's great. Yeah. It's a great game. Like they, they cut a lot of the fat, uh, in, in the remake. And it's a fun game. You know what? The best part of that game is like, I've always wanted to speed run a game, but I'm, I'm garbage at video games. So, uh, I can't, but Resident Evil four is super easy to speed run. So that's probably the best part. So if you ever like, you know, you have five hours. I think the quickest I beat it was four hours. You got four hours, you could play through the whole game. No problem. You might miss a few parts, but... You just reminded me, when you were streaming it, when it first came out, and I was in your chat, and you were like, watch this, see this boss? I was like, you can get rid of him so easily, and then you pull out a, ro- <laughs> a rocket launcher. <laughs> you you missed. Apparently, it was, it, you were, it would, it would one-shot him if you had hit him. Yeah. Yeah, I um, suck at video games. So. Uh, Mark, I mean, you, you, you <laughs> uh, Mark, you've got the VR too. Uh, yeah, are you going to try it out or no? I I probably won't try out that. Like Resident Evil games, I find are fun. It's just like I don't have that big of a tie to them, where like that game specifically sounds appealing. Uh, I do agree with one thing that Sean said, though, about the accessibility of the VR systems, because, like, right now it is still kind of like a new technology, but I feel like if they can find a way to streamline it more, it definitely will broaden that that whole field. Uh, One game that I do really enjoy that I think you would also do, I think Chris already told you about, is the Arizona Sunshine. Because, like, that one is, uh, like, you know, nice fun uh zombie hack and slash shooter and stuff like that and like the one thing i really appreciate about it is like you actually have to like reload the gun so like you drop the magazine you grab it put another one in then you have to cock it back and stuff like that and like it just like another thing that you you were saying as well about how like you can play it just with a controller in your hand and your screen and it's not that scary but when you're in the vr and like it's not on the screen. It's right here. Yeah, it's inside. <laughs> there, there have been a few times where, like, I didn't hear the zombie coming up until it was right beside me. I look over, and it's like, holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> Take out a gun and just missing all the shots because you're in pure panic mode and just punching the zombie in the face then shooting it. <laughs> yeah, that game, I checked out the trailer for two. Like, I'm definitely picking it up the one thing i will say resident Evil 4 doesn't have is you can't punch zombies i tried it the other day my fist went right through them so and my tv my <laughs> fist went right through my tv it's an expensive one <laughs> john how about you like like you don't have the vr too but is remake vr something you'd be dying to play yeah i didn't really vibe with uh resident evil 4 remake too much i love the original uh i found they changed too much in the remake um i definitely would be more interested in the vr version just because i've played a little bit of vr and yeah everything's a little bit more fun in vr so 
definitely. Okay. <laughs> Anthony, I think it's safe to say this is something you would not want to experience at all. <laughs> no, so yeah, I'm I can't play thriller slash horror games in general. Um so putting that headset on me, I would probably die of a heart attack. (laughs) It's to the point where we were playing was it was it Dying Light 2? I think. It was either Dying Light. Yeah, so so I joined Anthony's game, right? He didn't know I joined it. And I just like walked up right behind his character. And then all of a sudden he turns around and he just sees me and I just hear him like scream like <laughs> scared the shit out of me. I was I was perched on the edge of a building looking down and Chris is we're on party chat together and we're just talking and I'm just looking down, I'm looking at all the zombies, and I just pan over and there's Chris and I'm like, Oh and I threw something at him. Oh, I kept putting, pushing that you can throw coins, I think, to cause distraction. And I kept accidentally pressing the button. And as soon as I saw Chris, I was like, oh, I threw a coin at him. Yeah, pass the coin to your witcher. Yeah. yeah. I, every time I would turn a corner when I was playing through the intro to get unlock co-op, I would get scared and I would throw a coin. Because it was just instinct. I would press the button that you used to throw the coin. Yeah, I would not do well with that although like watching it like on a stream for example that i'm okay with like i watched john stream uh the quarry a uh, good chunk of that and then Resident Evil four not the vr obviously but um that i can do but me having to be the one to execute the decisions no way it's not happening yeah i think my favorite like my favorite time spent with the vr was definitely uh at anthony's place when we were all there and I was letting you all experience it. Sean, when he's playing Resident <laughs> Evil, he's like on the ground, just going, no, 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 no. And then like <laughs> me trying to help like Anthony, like he's having issues with this. So I go behind him and I grab the controllers and then it just like, just fucks with his like mind because like everything's like getting all fucking oh, distorted. Oh. <laughs> you were having me, you were letting me try the, the, the shooting range in the horizon game. And my character was nowhere near it, and I had no idea where it was. But I had the headset on and the controllers, and you're like, "Here, let me bring your character there." He's like, "But close your eyes." And I'm like, "Why?" So you grab the controllers, and then you brought me there. But I'm standing still, but I'm moving, and I just almost <laughs> fell, fell <laughs> around. And then that was the thing that got you, Mark, to go out and buy it, right? Yeah, so- I wasn't planning getting the PSVR two, and then we tried to. I tried the shooting range thing. I'm just like. <sighs> And literally got it the next day. <laughs> Ever, that was the moment where I was like, I definitely want one because I want to play Resident Evil 4. I want to play Resident Evil 8. I want to play Sushi Ben. I don't know when that game's coming out, but it looks fun. Yeah, it's funny because the uh, that that game was the first game that I got for my VR. I platinumed it, but it also, I uh, when they say make sure your play space is clear, they mean it because uh, I, there's like a climbing part to that game. And it was the last trophy I needed, and I'm like, I'm getting it before I go to sleep. So, like, I'm putting my all into it. And I had my lamp sitting beside me, and I just keep it there, turn it on for so every the area around me is bright. And, like, I spun a little bit in uh, the chair, and I go to go and grab something, and I throw my arm out. And I freaking destroyed the lamp. Like, it was a tall standing one. I hit it. I'm like, what the hell was that? Then I just hear a loud pop, and I take my headset off. Just glass everywhere. Oh, like, no. Yeah. Oh. Don't, don't. Ivan, 
I haven't punched anything in the room. I've hit myself in the face so many times. Like, I always put things up to my face, and I go, Psh. Actually, no, that's not true. I bent over, not realizing how close to this desk I was, and I hit my face off of it. So <laughs> I'm still alive, though, so we're good. But I usually, to try and keep myself centered, I usually, like... I like the playing while I'm sitting and I put something on the ground for my feet to feel. But like sometimes when I get like, when if it's like an action pack seg segment, I completely forget about that. And then I'll be going, I'm like, wait a minute. I take off my headset and I'm just like facing the com like a 180 degrees. I'm like, yeah, it seems about right. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, so when I did have it, there were two rooms I could play it in. Uh, the room over there is like more open, but the room in here, I don't have to worry about like my dad being like, the fuck is he doing? <laughs> so like I would try to play in here, but what I didn't account for when I started playing in here is the ceiling is lower compared to the other room. So like in the other room, I could like reach my arms up. No problem for like, say horizon for the climbing. But then when I was playing in here, I, did not measure to see if there would be any issues or anything like that. So I was playing and all of a sudden it's the climbing. So I go like that. And just by chance, I'm standing underneath like my ceiling light, which thankfully is very durable because oh, it didn't no. break, but it hurt my fucking fist. Like I just like almost like Mario punching up like to like the ceiling light. But <laughs> Did any coins come up? <laughs> no, unfortunately, but no, uh... just asbestos. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sean, any final thoughts on Resident Evil VR 4? Yeah, put put in your mouth. <laughs> I can't wait for there to be a game you don't want people to put in your mouth. <laughs> Their mouths. Don't <laughs> buy, don't put this in your mouth. Just avoid it at all costs. <laughs> all right. I think more consoles are going to have to come out with uh, the the discs that have bitrent on them, so you don't actually put them in your mouth. <laughs> it'll, it'll be. I like could probably switch. fit a disc in my mouth. Like, <laughs> cartridges for the switch it's like don't lick them come on <laughs> but then it makes you want to lick them you know like all right yeah uh, that's the thing is i would have never licked a switch game <laughs> if nobody told me it tasted bad <laughs> you know are you dying like what do you want sorry <laughs> so uh i ended up finishing we'll go to the next game finish my replay through of uh final fantasy 7 remake i had a good time with it really enjoyed it the one thing i noticed with the playthrough again was i found myself really excited for rebirth because midgard unfortunately that second time around started to get really stale toward the end game just like revisiting the same places i was finding myself very excited for rebirth having that open world more areas to explore so i ended up starting to play the demo for rebirth uh, did anyone else play the demo for Rebirth? No? Okay. Uh, the demo is split up into two portions. Uh, I'll just... The first portion is flashback. If you played the original 7, you'll have an idea of what that flashback was. And then the second part of it is just giving you a taste of the open world. I didn't play too much of the, the second part of it because I kind of hit a point where oh, I'm just going to wait for when it comes out this Thursday. Um, but from what I played, the combat feels a lot smoother. I'm liking the item synthesis, being able to make potions. Uh, they added um, team-up abilities, but I never got around to checking them out. So like you and another play another 
uh, one of your team members can like use do stuff together, you know, put stuff in their mouths kind of thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm liking this game more and more. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, just like, I, all I can say is just from what I briefly played of the demo, I can't wait for the full game. Uh, Sean, how about you? Like, inter- like, you haven't played the demo, but what are your feelings going toward Rebirth? I mean, the reason I haven't played the demo is because I'm just so excited to get my hands on the game. I don't want to play the demo and then have to, like, because then I won't be able to wait. I'm already to a point where it's like, I we've been waiting how long for this game to come out? Uh, if I play the demo, it's just, it's going to make me sick. Like, I, I'm going to be up all night sweating. When am I going to put this game in my mouth? That's all I'm going to be thinking about. Um, but I'm super excited for the full game. Uh, it's cool that they do the demos now because it gives you a chance to try it. I did see some of like the team up moves that were uh, uh, that looked pretty interesting. I think I was watching uh, uh, these guys did a podcast, the Guy Pie podcast. I don't know if you've ever heard about it, but I was watching the Guy Pie podcast, and uh, there was some conversation around you know whether you'd like to play as one character uh, and you, you go through the whole thing as the same character or try out the other characters. I'm very much like, I want to play as every character. I want to see how they move. I want to see as the, how they fight. So with the addition of uh, of uh, the, the, the new characters uh, this time around, uh, I'm pretty excited to step into their shoes. Uh, I really enjoyed the combat of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I really enjoyed the music of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm interested to see if it's confirmed in Rebirth, if the ending to Final Fantasy VII Remake was a hallucination. Because I feel like it was. I don't feel like that actually really happened. Uh, it wouldn't make sense with like power scaling and stuff. Um, but super interested to play this one. I will say, uh, 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 Anthony, I think that's your name. Um, I think you. I think I'm going to send you something. I'm going to send something. And I think this will make you want to play it. I don't well, know I've, why. I've already sent it. All right, I know exactly. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, the issue here. The issue here. I did play a portion of Remake, and there's one major issue with that game. You know what it is? No jiggle physics. Yeah, and you know, I think like a lot of game companies have kind of come down on that, whereas like there's a whole niche of, of game companies that just specifically work in that. Uh, I, will, I will say in the, de- in the demo... Yeah. In, in the video of her in that a costume, there are jiggle physics. Saw them. He's, so, he's gonna also, ha- he's gonna have to like look over I it a couple times. But it actually isn't an imperfection in the game. Think about what Tifa is wearing, how she's fighting. She's obviously got some kind of like sports bra on, so you're not gonna see any jiggle. You're not gonna want to go on a, in a fist fight. With you know stuff happening all around, unless martial artist, yeah, yeah, real. (laughs) Uh, So, John, I know last week you said you were planning on waiting. Now that the scores are out, has that tune kind of changed? Do you think you're going to cave and pick it up? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I I saw the score, and uh, I ended up watching some of the gameplay with the open world and watching red 13 fight and oh man i cannot wait to get this game i'm i'm <laughs> i'm actually probably gonna get it day one so which uh will hopefully not put persona 3 in my backlog but man, it probably I, will 
Persona yeah. 3 is like 67 hours long, so. Yeah. Okay, well then, he said it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to end up getting it day one. I'm really looking forward to it. How about you, Mark? Where are your thoughts for it? I, I definitely really enjoyed uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and uh, I, I'm 100% going to get this one, because like, the, the last one was, was a lot of fun. I said like the visuals, music, everything just vibes so well with it. Uh, I can't see myself not having a really good time playing through that game. Uh, it literally just depends on if I have any current hyper-focus obsession when it comes out, whether or not I get it day one or not. So uh, basically just got to Got to see see where my mind's at when it does release. So, Anthony, uh, I see you look to be watching some videos. Have you come to a determination <laughs> on the quality of the boob jiggle physics? Like, can we end the controversy for this game, or is it not <laughs> enough? <laughs> oh no, I was I was looking at eBay values of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure yeah i was up all night looking at ebay values oh, uh, yeah no uh yeah i'm still out at this point um i hope in the future maybe i'll i don't know i don't really know what to say uh, i will say that the only notes i have under this game are is just hyphen boobs that's all i <laughs> before we move on I did think of a fun little thing we could do real quick. So, in terms of any of the playable characters from Final Fantasy VII, like the original game, we're going to go around each person, and I'm kind of curious to see who were like who like who were like two people like you'd want in your party at all times. Just because I want to see if there's like a bit of like some diversity in like who we like having in the party. I'll go first. I'll start us off. For me, it was red. And Sid. I like those two. I found them to be a fun combo. Uh, Anthony, we'll go with you. Uh, I usually rocked uh, Red and uh, Yuffie. All right. Mark, how about you? I don't really remember character names at all, so I'm <laughs> going to pass. Okay. Well, you can go. Th- uh, oh, yeah. I was going to say, I'd say remake, but you might not even remember the remake. <laughs> Like characters. It, it's been a while. It's been a minute. <laughs> you could describe them if you want. <laughs> <laughs> all right, John. I like, I like a good heavy hitter and a good magic user, especially oh. one that can do heals. All right, uh, John. How about you? <laughs> I'll have to say Vincent and Barrett for sure. Nice. All right, Sean. Finish this off. I'm going Vincent and Yuffie. Okay. Mixing, mixing it up a little bit. All right, all right. The problem, right. With, the problem with Vincent in the original is, like, you once you used his limit break, you had no control over him. He's my favorite character, but I rarely used him because of that reason. Uh, uh, that doesn't sound like a favorite character to uh, me. Berserk. Know. <laughs> you know? you have to suffer through, like, I suffered through with Donald Duck and Goofy in my party. All right, <laughs> Donald Duck is a piece of shit. Donald, I'm dying. Heal me. <laughs> you want to take down like Ruby Weapon and stuff? Like using Vin. It's probably doable, but it's, it's like you're putting yourself through this hardship for what? Just so you can say you had Vincent in your party? Yeah. Hate Sid. He's a cool character. Stop it, Anthony. I love him. I love him. I don't know. I feel like that's up for debate right now. You're picking on me for my character choices. <laughs> For those who, got, who, who aren't watching, yeah, Anthony has stormed out of the room. 
He's, he's throwing he's coins left and right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's people weeping in the corner. I don't know where they came from. Uh, let's he's, describe. He's transformed <laughs> into a giant snake. <laughs> I I based my character choices off of the ones that I liked the most. I thought was coolest, not functionality. See that that's how you got to do it. Like none of none of this overpowered stuff. It's popularity all the way. Like <laughs> come on. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one thing I did really enjoy about the the demo was being able to play as Red briefly and all that. I really liked that. Did you did you cool down a little bit? You better. Okay, so there he is. You proved a point. You like so okay. Anthony has okay. pulled out a really dusty uh, toy of Vincent, which seems to make <laughs> it be that that's the least played toy of his. So I don't know. I think I think this is all starting to add up. That my fucking thing done. Dude, this thing is beautiful. Okay, <laughs> mint, <laughs> mint. Look at this. Come on, but like, like so. Obviously, like, I'm just ragging on him at this point. Uh, what he's not showing you is he has all the other characters as well. It's not like he just has the one. <laughs> hey. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I think I do. Uh, I'm just going to put this back, uh, but we're good to move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to lead us into the Nintendo Direct, but there's so so there's so many games to talk about for it. I was going to list off all the names. I don't know if Anthony can still hear me. Because <laughs> like, I don't no, want to... Oh, okay. oh, okay. all, right. all right. So we're going into the Nintendo Direct right now. And I will just quickly go through everything that was in there. I, if I say them right or not, that's up for you to decide. So we had Endless Ocean, Luminous, Grounded, World of Goo 2... Epic Mickey Rebrushed, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Rumble, Fantasy Life, The Girl Who Steals Time, Penny's Big Breakaway, Pocket Jockey Ride-On, Star Wars Battlefront <laughs> Classic Collection. I don't know why Pocket Jockey just sounds funny to me. Uh, South Park <laughs> Snow Day, <laughs> Monster Hunter Stories, Tales of Kinzera, Another Crab's Treasure, Shin Megami Tensai Five Vengeance, Pentiment, Unicorn Overlord, Pepper Grinder, Suica Game Multiplayer Mode, Ender Magnolia, Contra Operation Galaga, Gundam Breaker 4, Arranger to Roll Puzzling Adventure, Sword Art Online, Franch- Fr- uh, Fractured Daydream, Kingdom Come Deliverance, Snufkin Melody of Moo Mini Valley, Demon Slayer Sweep the Board. A lot of games were discussed or shown in this uh like third-party developer direct like partner direct uh sean since you tend to play a lot of switch on the train since you drive a train uh do you want to start us off yeah uh first and foremost if you are going to play video games on the train make sure someone else is there to help you drive because uh it it's so many derailments, but anyways, uh, yeah, I was I was actually kind of hyped up about this Nintendo Direct because, uh, uh, you know, we're coming into the hopefully what is the end of the uh, Nintendo Switch's seven year lifespan. So I was uh, a, a kind of hoping for, you know, some other stuff. I know it was a partnered stream, but uh, I was hoping that they were like, actually, you know what, that we're joking. It's a trick. Here's a switch, too. Um, but 
Yeah, there, there's four standouts. There, I mean, a lot of great games, a lot of things that look interesting. I don't think I saw a game that I wouldn't potentially want to play, um, but Epic Mickey was one that really caught my eye because I remember my parents had it on the Wii, and I tried it out, and I really enjoyed it, uh, but I never really got into it because I think I was playing Dark Souls Remastered at the same time, and, I mean, apples to oranges. Um so I'm, I'm excited to get back into that and play it on the go. Uh, of course, Star Wars Battlefront Collection. I mean, can we just say that Battlefront hasn't been good since since Battlefront 2? Uh, we played a little bit of like Ewok and Stormtroopers in the newest iteration of Battlefront, but excited to get the classic collection back with all the characters, the single-player campaign, all the different modes. Um, I'm excited to play that. I will say, if I'm going to play the, the Battlefront collection, I'm not going to play it on Switch. Uh, because uh, just... just the, the so, When they re-release games uh, uh, on the Switch, like, for example, when we played Crystal Chronicles, like the multiplayer is just so frustrating. So, um, is it coming out on other? Con- I'm pretty sure it is it's coming, coming out on other console, so. Yeah, the price we, tag. We have, is, have you seen the price tag for it? No, like forty six bucks. Uh, Listen, dude, I I drive trains, so I'm making bank. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't gotta worry about that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's that is quite pricey, but uh, I I think that I'll probably wait for it to go on sale. I and I, I probably won't get it unless anybody else gets it. To be honest, like I I am not really in the interest of playing them by myself. I never played them by myself back in the day. It was always with other people. Um, so probably not a game I would play on the train. Um, another great game, Fantasy Life. Uh, so I played a lot of Fantasy Life on the 3DS. Uh, it's essentially like a sim game, kind of like Animal Crossing, kind of like Stardew Valley in the sense that you can go out and fight monsters and explore dungeons and things like that. You have different kind of job choices. You could be a tailor, you could be a blacksmith, you could be an adventurer. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, it wasn't as kind of fleshed out as Animal Crossing or as Stardew, definitely not as fleshed out of stardew valley uh but it was fun as someone who likes sim games i think uh, i think it's a great addition to sim games we are getting kind of like an influx of of sim games and it's kind of leading to that you know kind of fatigue of sim games but i think fantasy life does it really well and then another crab's treasure was uh was another one a game you see a lot on tiktok it's just a dark souls game it kind of reminds me of a mortal shell where it's like you get different shells and and uh, uh they do different things to give you different abilities and stuff like that but with dark souls combat and all that kind of stuff so really interested to see that one there as well okay uh mark how about you any of those many games that i listed get your interest i know a couple of them you have on our fantasy draft yeah yeah the uh I, I as as Trent said, I probably am not going to get any of them on the Nintendo. I do have a Switch, but like, I just like playing things on my PlayStation more. Uh, the 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 Tales of Kinzara, I probably will get. It looked uh, I I watched a, like a few uh, trailers and stuff for it. It did look very interesting. They had an interesting story, uh, and uh, it looked kind of like a side scroller, which that's just kind of been something that's. Uh, tickled my interest uh, as of late with uh, with games and i might actually try the unicorn overlord one specifically because when when i drafted that game in our in her fantasy draft i was like unicorn overlord like what what the hell is this, this is going to be some weird looking game and i looked it up i was like oh that actually looks interesting so i think those are probably the only two from that oh and also i'm 
I played a lot of the Battlefront 2 way back when, and I, I could be easily convinced to get that uh, for sure. Uh, just because, like, I, I just remember the... Uh, my favorite were definitely the space combat missions. You know, you just get in the thing, just like... You can just go in the hangar, just do like a ground warfare in the hangar, or you just you know fly around in space and blow up their ship from the outside. Just just a lot of fun. Something just uh, shut your brain off, go kill some droids, and good to go. All right, John, how about you? If you if you pick it up, I'm picking it up. That's we. I mean, we can just make that clear right now. <laughs> Sounds good. I I need a co-pilot, so <laughs> yeah. So um. Sorry, I was just gonna say I was just gonna re re throw it back to you, but then you picked it okay. up, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Monster Hunter stories, I've never played it. I'm a big fan of Monster Hunter games, so uh, that's something I'd probably get into. Uh, Battlefront uh, Classic Collection. If if you guys are getting it, I'll get it too. Fucking <laughs> peer yeah, pressure, like, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a hint, hint. Um, wink, wink. And then, I don't know, maybe Endless Ocean Luminous. It. I'm terrified of large bodies of water, so I don't know how it would uh, fare with that game. Uh, maybe it'll end up being a survival horror for me. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I... I I like the whole like uh, being able to like dive with your friends and explore the ocean and that seems pretty cool. Uh other than that, I mean, like I said last time, my switch is over there collecting dust. I don't really plan on picking it up anytime soon, but if I do, those are the games I'll probably end up going with. Yeah. How about you, Anthony? Uh, I do have interest in the Monster Hunter stories. because uh, it is it's a Monster Hunter but turn based. Um, to some degree, I think there's a monster collecting aspect within it as well. I actually do have the sequel on Switch, um, but I haven't played it. I, it was when uh, Chris, when you were, uh, when your uh, place there was getting rid of all the games, like getting out of games, and I was you were hook they, like they were you know marking them down constantly. I ended up picking up a bunch of stuff. That was one of the things I got, but it's the second in the series, so. It's just kind of like it's still sealed, I think, actually. Um, so I do have interest in that because um, Monster Hunter World has definitely made me a Monster Hunter fan. Um, like even John, you and I played Rise together for a good chunk of time. Um, I haven't played anything prior to World. Um, and then I like turn-based games, like not the like um, tactics, like the more traditional, which from my understanding, this kind of follows more in line with a traditional approach. I mean, it has its unique approach to it um, with like the three different um, colors. I forget what they represent, but uh, I am interested in that. Um, and I probably would play it on the Switch. Um, maybe. I don't know. You know what, though, with the portal and turn-based? Is it is it even coming to PS5, actually, or is it just Switch? Is that a known quantity? Is. I'll look it up real quick. You right, yeah, while well, you do that, I'll move on to that. Yeah, so the other game that's stood out to me, um, granted it'd be not a solo thing, so I'd only delve into it if it was with somebody, is uh, the Snow, uh, snow Park, South Park uh, Snow Day. Um, it just, it reminds me, Chris, back 
in the day they had that uh, game on 360, the South Park Tower, let, South Park okay. Let's Go Tower Defense. Yeah, and it was just, it was so fun. Like it was so simple, but like just the South Park humor with the simple gameplay, like co-op working together, was very fun. A very different game, obviously, but it kind of just makes me think of that time and and how like it could be recreated to some degree if we ended up jumping into it obviously uh Uh, probably not a day one thing maybe but i'm definitely thinking of jumping into snow day i have i have kind of like uh you know i i do have some transgressions uh or reservations rather about it but honestly like i think chris and i were talking one day he's like yeah but it's south park like it'll be fun no matter what so uh, I'm definitely interested, especially because it's not like a full price game. So yeah, yeah. it's twenty nine ninety nine. So like that is an easy, oh, that's yeah, that's an easy buy in of like thirty bucks <laughs> as long as you get a couple fun sessions out of it. Easily pays for. I think that's US. Well, oh, no, uh, it, I was gonna say yeah, Amazon listed okay. as that. Yeah. Um, oh nice. Yeah, and even even if we didn't jump in day one, like the first sale would probably knock it down to like twenty twenty five. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, as far as the Star Wars, I know you guys are talking about the Star Wars game. I did play that back in the day, but it was a scenario where, you know, a friend had the game. And, you know, I played with them a bit, but it was it was like I didn't own it, so I never got proficient with it. So, like, when I did go there to play it, a lot of times it was just frustrating because it'd be them, like, having... I don't know if you remember, they had, like, that medal system that you would earn medals in matches and you accumulate them, and I think you unlocked. You, Maybe you, you got unlocked. passive butts from... Uh, Something like that, yeah. So, like... Then there would be my account that's on my friend's Xbox because I don't have an Xbox. And I would just be like, I don't know. It's just, it was fun in the moment for me, but it's not something I have much interest in revisiting. Um, so, yeah, I'll be probably out on that one if you guys jump into it. Yeah. So, uh, before I go into like the stuff that interests me, it uh, Monster Hunter Stories is coming to PS4. So, you'll be able to play it and all that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might end up doing that instead just with the portal now and turn based just so perfect for that thing, you know. So maybe yeah, not switch. As for me, obviously I I don't have a switch. We went through this last week. <laughs> uh so anything I do play would definitely be PlayStation. Uh South yeah, South Park Snow Day. No matter what, I'm hundred percent in on it because I've had a history of really enjoying the last uh South Park adventures, like Obviously, I'm not expecting Sick of Truth or Fractured Butthole, but the game Anthony brought up is a game I vividly remember from the 360 era because it was a Xbox Live Arcade game. And yeah, when Anthony came over, we we like we played it and we just burned through the whole game. And it's it's an old game, so I feel confident uh, spoiling the end to it because you can't even access it anymore, as far I as I like, so. can see. But the whole game, you have that stereotypical, uh, like Japanese announcer introducing all your fights and stuff like, like the, the the missions. And then you beat what you think is the final boss. And then he then introduces himself as the surprise final boss. And it's just so perfectly done. (laughs) The background of the level just like gets torn and he like comes out from behind it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like they, they even like they have. I forget the exact title, but it was just like because like it would, they would have title cards for like the boss fights. It was just it yeah. was so well executed. But yeah, so South Park, I'm for sure in. 
Unicorn Overlord, that's definitely going to scratch that uh, turn-based, like the tactics gameplay that I've been kind of aching for now that I'm getting farther out from Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> uh, yeah, looking back at... I, so I did... so. A game I was considering bringing up this week, I ended up picking it up, but I didn't really play much of. I did end up picking up Pentiment because that released, and it was like twenty six bucks. I had five dollars off through PlayStation Stars. Maybe some point this week, I'll give it like an honest try and have some more thoughts on that. But yeah, I did end up picking that up. Star Wars Battlefront. I'm not really nostalgic about as much as I hate to say it. Cause I just, I never played it with like my core group growing up. Uh, I will say uh, kind of changing the topic a little bit. How we brought up the Ewok hunt from the latest, latest battlefront dude. Nice feet there, Sean. <laughs> uh, could you imagine Ewok hunt in VR? Oh, that'd be so that'd be awesome that that i i think that's something they need to absolutely do um yeah that's pretty much it for me in terms of the things that interested me so we're gonna move on to the next topic and that is elden ring shadow of the Erd tree trailer so a quick uh, a quick summary off of like the website for it elden ring shadow of the Erd tree takes players beyond the lands between to explore the land of shadow a completely new world from elden ring players can seamlessly travel back and forth between its vast maps interspersed with diverse situations and meticulous dungeons where menacing em- enemies roam shadow of the earth tree adds new weapons equipment weapon skills and magic not found in the base game elden ring along with new enemies boss encounters and plot lines to further increase players rpg freedom i'm gonna let john start us off with this one what were your thoughts on the trailer it looks amazing and i can't wait to get back into that particular setting even after all the frustration i had with platinuming it as you guys know I actually did it legitimately and played through it three times to get each of the endings, which was horrible. It was a poor decision on my end. I'm excited for the new weapons. I'm excited for the new bosses. I'm excited for the new area. Uh, I can't wait to use whatever the meta is and then get shunned for using whatever the meta is. Uh, (laughs) I saw... uh, in the trailer, there was like a glimpse of um, somebody using like their feet, like kicking. So I'm assuming that's a new weapon style, which, oh my God, like that'll be cool. Uh, I can't wait to do some PvP. I, I like the PvP a lot in Elden Ring. I repeatedly uh, stayed in one area and just hid and jumped on people and <laughs> killed them with my blood katana and they hated that, <laughs> but yeah, I can't. I cannot wait for this DLC. All right, how about you, Sean? Yeah, <laughs> put it, put it in, put it in Hell your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they, honestly, like ever since they showed the trailer, I, I, I was talking to my wife and I was saying, "You remember when Elden Ring came out, and all I ever talked about was Elden Ring?" Well. <laughs> 
lucky for you uh in june uh the expansion is coming out and i shared the trailer with her and even she was like that looks cool and she's not much like she is a gamer but she's not much of a gamer but i remember when i was playing elden ring like it was the, the one thing that i didn't shut up about that she actually enjoyed like just while i was playing through it she thought it was beautiful even my cat liked it my cat like like watched the whole thing uh i'm excited i want to know more about michaela i want to know why you know moog wanted to cuddle with him inside of an egg that's very confusing especially because Michaela is always a little boy like it's very weird um and I'm excited to learn more about that excited to learn more about Mesmer to see if you know oh maybe it wasn't just twins maybe there's triplets or whatever like Queen Merica uh maybe she had triplets um I honestly when it comes to Elden Ring or Dark Souls like the games are fun uh the 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 the, the bosses are really cool it's always the lore that sucks me in and I think Elden Ring uh has the benefit of George R R Martin uh you know kind of helping out with kind of building that lore where it's just like there's so much and it's so juicy and the story is so good uh and I I've just been like kind of craving that like i want more of the type of storytelling uh that FromSoft does so well the the not so much in your face like the the storytelling where it's like you actually have to experience it it's not something that they're just straight up regurgitating at you you experience it through the world through the items through reading like it really is an experience you're not just being told a story you're experiencing that story and i'm excited for them to delve in and tell us more about it um and that being said my plan this year uh because i was thinking to myself you know i i don't really have a whole list of games i want to play this year uh i have a couple uh, because i know last year was very overwhelming with games i have a couple and now i've just thought you know what after i finished final fantasy 7 rebirth i'm just playing elden ring like even before the expansion comes out, I'm just diving back in. Part of that is is the Shadow of the Earth Tree, but also recently in an interview, uh, Miyazaki said that there is still a small element yet to be discovered in Elden Ring. And that just kind of like got me because I was like, I, I went through that whole world. Like I experienced everything. I didn't miss, I left no stone unturned. Like what are we missing? Um, so that I think that as soon as I'm done Rebirth, I, obviously I'll still play other games, but I think I'm gonna jump back into Elder Ring, get get ready for Shadow of the Earth Tree, and really learn and experience as much as I can to to be an expert. So when I jump into that world, uh, I can just kind of like unravel it, and I'm so excited. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna put Shadow of the Earth Tree right down my throat. I'm not even gonna put it in my mouth. Like it's gonna go, <laughs> like, like right down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so Mark, when this came out, if I remember correctly, granted, unlike John, you did it like how I'm pretty sure I did it and Sean did it. You, I think you're the first one of us to walk away with the Platinum, I believe. I think so. No? Or, I, th- I think so. You I think, think so? Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, so uh, what were your thoughts on Elden Ring and are you excited for the DLC? So, like, Elden Ring, it was a beautiful game. I had a ton of fun playing it but as john said uh i i went a complete cheese strat i i saw the uh the meteor swarm thing i'm like okay cool and then i found out there was the best weapon to use meteor storm with at the beginning of the game i was like sweet and that's what i did for the whole game so it still had some difficulty in some of the bosses where like you didn't have time to wind up for the magic but like it was a great game i loved it 
Uh, I'm sure Erd Tree is going to be amazing. It's just I have trouble hopping back into games, especially after I've been out of them for so long. Uh, I probably won't end up playing the new one, but I'm sure it's going to be amazing. As Sean said, the one thing I do really appreciate about those games is like, it has two ways to play it. Like you, you can do very many things in it, but you, it has two ways to play it. You can either just go in hack and slash, not really paying attention and just enjoy the mechanics, or you can go in and because there's such a deep lore that's just directly under the surface where if you start scratching at an area you you get just bombarded with all the stuff that like leads you from rabbit hole to rabbit hole and like i i pretty much i experienced the story through other people's videos explaining to me what all these things meant and i think like oh that's cool but uh for me the uh the gameplay was a lot of fun but uh I don't think I'll be able to motivate myself to dive back into it afterwards uh, when the new thing comes out, but I will enjoy seeing all the videos explaining what it's about afterwards. I'm turning my back on Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, know, you, you, can, you can tell me all about it. Oh, I will ad nauseum. You know what I just remembered? Speaking of cheesy strats. I still remember, and I was so upset with you, Christopher. Uh, you never told us you were playing Elden Ring. You <laughs> platinumed it, and then you were like, "Yeah, I didn't want to tell you guys because I was cheap. I was doing something cheesy. I didn't want you guys to tell me I can't play that way." When Mark and John were doing the same thing, they were doing because John was doing bleed, and Mark was doing the uh, the, yeah, meteor the meteor thing. Yeah. We wouldn't have judged. That's a nice boss over there. It'd be, it would suck if it got hit in the face by a ton of rocks until it stopped moving. <laughs> I, I, did, I did cheese a little bit too because John helped me with some bosses. So yeah. Actually, you know what? John was like, hey, I can help you with that. No problem. Mm. I've, who was it? It was the bosses. Um, the bosses were so much harder when we did them together. Yeah. The, you, you were like, I'll help you with... Uh, What's his name? The uh, Melkith. Melkith. You were like, "Yeah, I'll help you with it." And every time I summoned you, you died right away. I was like, "I need help. I can't do this." <laughs> yeah, so, like for me, yeah, I remember when it first came out. I think we all experienced this, right? With with a game, yeah, your buddies won't stop shutting up about a game you have no interest in. And it gets tiresome at some point, but then just something happens. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to try it. And that's what ended up happening with me with uh, Elden Ring. But I was just like, because I saw how much you guys were into it. I was like, I, I don't want to like play it. And then like, not, and they, like make a big deal. Like, oh, I'm playing a Souls game. And then like, like I, then I, then I stopped playing and it's just like, it was like non-existent. So I, I I decided to like start playing it. I started giving it an honest go, and I I genuinely got like really hooked into it. I think because it gave me that freedom to just make use of the the whole open world and go to a place and like level up high of as much as I can. Yeah, I remember the exploit that I ended up doing toward the later end of the game was the um it was the cliff area where you could have the raven come toward you in the other area and it would fall and die and give you the xp i farmed the crap out of that I will, i'll be completely straight up honest with you with that but in terms of what i used i remember i 
I loved using this blue crystal sword and just like a shield combo with some magic mixed into it. But no, yeah, so I ended up really enjoying Elden Ring to the point where I platinumed it, the cheese way, like the save exploit. Then I was like, I kind of want to still play it again. So I downloaded the PS4 version and then platinumed it again. Like <laughs> it wasn't one of those games where you like you you play it and the trophies proc. No, you had to do all the steps all over again on the PS4 version to get the platinum. And I did it. I was and the and the funniest thing is nothing changed in how I played it. I'm so unoriginal that I stuck to my exact same like <laughs> oh I'm gonna use that sword and shield again. Like that but bro, I tell you right. that, that feels right. <laughs> Every Souls game, I go faith build. It doesn't matter. I always have like, oh, I'm gonna do strength build. Oh, I'm gonna do a dex build. I always go faith build. So I can't, I can't fault you for that. I do that literally every game I play. <laughs> but I, I'm also a rare person who doesn't really get into expansions of DLCs unless it's like Destiny, obviously. But the funniest thing I found with the trailer for <laughs> the Shadow of the Earth Tree is they did something that would like make me have to buy it and like. They're hyping up the big bad to be revolving around snakes and stuff like that. And now <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and now I want that collector's edition because it's got snakes on the statues. And I also want, I don't yeah, know if I any think. of you have seen it, the collectible helmet you can get from him. The snake helmet. From from Mesmer? Yeah. Uh, uh, you is can, it physical? Yeah, physical. You, yeah, you can get a replica of his helmet and all that. They have it on the same site where you can get the collector's edition, which was the Bandai Namco site. Oh, the the so the bad thing about the Bandai Bandai Namco site, the shipping is astronomical. Uh, I want to because oh they have it back in stock actually. I wanted to get the vinyl, and uh, oh it sold out again. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> and the shipping was like fifty bucks. Uh, I think it'd be worth it if you're getting collector's edition. You're already spending all that money, right? But yeah, the Mesmer statue looks beautiful. Do you see the helmet on there too? The I'm looking right now. He wants me to put in my birth date. Come on, I'm a man. <laughs> oh, that that looks dope. Yeah, I right. would wear that every day <laughs> to work, drive, and train. But yeah, uh, I had a great time with Elden Ring. They got me hyped from the end of that DLC trailer, so I think I'll definitely revisit it. Anthony, Elden Ring is not your kind of thing, but you did draft the. Uh, this dlc for the fantasy critic so how are you feeling right now oh yeah i'm psyched like i i want you know i've up from the sidelines i watched elden ring earn its flowers and uh what was it 2022 uh game of the year so i mean i think i'm sure the game is amazing it's just not i just don't jive with i i'm a lot better nowadays but the core of it is like with, specifically with uh, the dark soul dark souls games and Elden Ring 2. I know you, you were saying you can go out of your way to grind to overpower things, but it's. I get very frustrated very quickly. I'm a lot better nowadays, but so for example, if I go to fight a boss, right? If I die a third, like by the third death, it's like I need to put the controller down because if I stay for another death, I might throw the controller. <laughs> um, so, but I, I'm much better nowadays. So. There is potential room for me to give the game a try, I think, at some point. But regardless, um, I, as you said, I did draft the D DLC for a fantasy critic. So I'm 
pretty hyped about that from all the information about it, how just how big this expansion seems to be in comparison to other expansions you see come out for other games. I think this this DLC is going to end up getting north of 90 for sure. There's no way. Yeah, what was, what was Elden Rings? 95, Elden 96. Rings. Oh, 96. 96, I think. 96. Yeah. I so, yeah, it may not reach 96 because uh, Elden Ring reaching the broader audience with that genre was like almost like the Baldur's Gate thing, right? Where everyone's like, oh my God. So it's just a reiteration of what the base game is just different. So that might not bring it up to 96, but it's got to be what, like at least 93, I feel like, maybe higher. It was a 90 breaking 90s. I'm a bigger Souls yeah. fan than Sean because I, I knew the score. <laughs> <laughs> Bow down to me. <laughs> All right, guys, I got to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any final thoughts on uh, Elden Ring Shadow of the Earth Tree before we move on? Put it in Sean's mouth. Put it? <laughs> well, no, I'm putting it directly in my throat. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any final thoughts, but I'm just so excited. I can feel it, you know? It's it's rare. Like I mm-hmm. I tell I tell people this often when I find a game, but you know, like it, it, it's I played so many video games. It's rare for me to find a game that I think about constantly. And Elden Ring, above all else, like say what you will about the mechanics and the game and stuff, I could not stop thinking about it. Like day and night, you know, we just had a baby. Like I think Elijah was like four months old when that game no he was he was barely two months old when that game came out and i was like this is this is all i could think about i had a i had a baby and i was like this is all i could think about uh so yeah super excited and uh you know not 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 to say i don't love elijah he, he's like uh he's like my you know my yeah. second Those adhd hyper focuses they don't care about what else is there they just care about what's tickling the brain yeah. the right way I am really yeah. curious, like what FromSoft is like has against um, Destiny because like Elden Ring came out. I think it was a couple days before Witch Queen, and now the expansion is coming out a couple days before Final Shape. Oh. So I was just like, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, why are you doing this? Like, uh, uh, we'll it's move on. Their dominance. <laughs> we'll move on to the next <laughs> topic. Um, so the Xbox business update happened. Uh, four games were confirmed going multi-platform, but at the time they're like titles reveal uh, can't be revealed. And then a couple days later on their website, they revealed the ones. Obviously, no- knowing now it was because they had the agreement with Nintendo to show Pentiment and Grounded during the Nintendo Direct. So the games as listed, February 22nd, Pentiment released. The next game lined up, Hi-Fi Rush, March 19th, Grounded, April 16th, and then Sea of Thieves, April 30th. I think the most surprising thing for me is how fast the games are coming. I figured they would have spaced them out a bit more. All of them, I think only two of them are going to switch, which is Grounded and Pentiment. The other two are going to be available on PS4 five or yeah, ps5 only in the multi-platform aspect uh also notable during the update diablo 4 hits game pass march 28th this is the first activision game going to game pass since like the merger i believe and then xbox is working already on the next gen console and has 
more console and controller options coming this holiday. I know there's a leaked digital-only Xbox Series X, uh, but there's also rumors that Xbox might be doing a handheld, like the Ally kind of Steam Deck, something like that. I will go to Mr. Former Xbox. Mark, any thoughts on this update? Uh, I haven't really uh, paid it too much attention to. I mean, like it makes sense to start broadening the horizons because from my understanding is like Xbox has been lagging behind a little bit in their sales. Is that correct? So uh, yeah, in terms of console sales, I think Xbox is around 20 to 25 mil where PlayStation want to say is like, like or something, right? yeah, like 50, 60. 60. Like, so like PlayStation definitely has, is at least, twice as many sales in terms of console sales. Yes, yeah, so like it it makes sense to me for them to start broadening out cuz like it because they also have PC and like like everything that comes out on Xbox also comes out on PC. It to me it doesn't really make sense for them to try and like like guard all these things on just on their console to release them on multiple platforms, even if they wait a little bit, you know, it's like have it Xbox exclusive for like so long and then release it out to other things. It makes more sense because like, because they are slightly behind, like on PlayStation's sales, like I don't think there's anything they can really do at this point to kind of like, even the uh the playing field because like once you get into that uh that groove of what system is yours like like i love the elder scrolls series skyrim played hundreds of hours oblivion hundreds of hours if i never get to play the new one that kind of sucks but you know i'm happy with my titles on playstation so it is nice to see that they're starting to branch out and like release these things onto other consoles because like it just it financially to me that makes the most sense. Not that their Microsoft is a company that's bleeding money in any means, but like it they can reach a wider audience this way, at least in my opinion. Okay. Sean, you weren't here last week. We talked about the titles which ended up being the actual titles. Uh, what are your thoughts on the business update, and do any of them pique your interest? Like, I know we played Sea of Thieves a lot back in the day. Yeah, I, I you know what? I think it makes sense. Like, Xbox, and Phil Spencer has said it himself, so it's not like I'm being a PlayStation fanboy, like, saying this. Like, they lost the most important console war with the PS4. Uh, and, you know, the, the, with the, I think it, I think the statistic is 3 to 1, like, PlayStation outsells Xbox 3 to 1. Um the people who buy Xboxes, like they're, you know, that's their console. Like, I don't think exclusives have anything to do with it. I think it's just that they've always played on Xbox. All their friends are playing on Xbox. I, I think it has very little to do with exclusives. In fact, if I was going to play Halo, I would much rather play it on a PC than an Xbox, just because it's more refined. Uh, it's a more refined experience. Um, 
It makes sense. I think it's good. Uh, I think it's good for gaming. I, I always thought the console wars were stupid. Like, I, you know, like, oh, I'm trying to outsell it. Like, the, the primary focus should always be on making games good. Like, it's not so much on having the titles that sell your console. Like, make a game good. That is your top priority. And I think Xbox, in my personal opinion, has struggled to do that with their last generation of console. Just in my personal opinion, as someone who was super excited for Star field and played it and was super disappointed like you know it it makes sense i think it's good for these developers as well for their companies to recoup some money after coming out of all of these layoffs that went across like industry-wide that you know hit microsoft pretty hard um i think it's good for them to make some more money i think it makes sense from a business standpoint to say you know what you were kind of lagging behind in sales if we want to make as much money as possible let's port some of these games and they're still you know they're still not giving up their full hand like he did say starfield is not a game that is going to other consoles like it's staying on xbox that may change in the future um it is a little confusing because they did just buy uh you know so many of these developers uh and i think they made a big move and it's common in business development to you know make a big move take risks and then downsize which is what they've done um so i think that that was a bad move. This is a smart move. I think they're going in the right direction. Who knows what the future is? I think that's a great idea. You know, your future is in handhelds. You see that there's kind of a laggard in this market with PlayStation uh, not having a handheld console. Of course, they have uh, the remote play. What is it? The portal. Um, mm. But they don't have a strictly handheld console. So get in there. Get get in there and, and, and make some money while you can having, you know, your Xbox branded handheld console. That is the, you know, the kind of brand new trend in gaming handheld consoles, even though they've been around forever, it seems to have, uh, be making a resurgence. So I think it makes a lot of sense from their standpoint. I will say I'm kind of biased because I'm, I, you know, outside of owning the original Xbox and, and really enjoying that console, I've never been much of a, a, a fanboy. Um, but I'm not really interested in platforms. Like I play the games I want to play. I don't care what console they release on. If I want to play them, I'm going to play them. Uh, and when it comes to Xbox games, luckily I have a PC. I'm just going to play them there. I have no reason to buy an Xbox console. So uh yeah i think it's a good business decision uh i'm excited to see more i think it's very forward thinking to do something like this and i hope to see more in the future and why not you know maybe just have your games come out as timed exclusives so like if you want to play them day one you get them on xbox and then they go other places like i still think that's a pretty good business decision uh but much like Mark, I want to play Elder. Well, I don't know if I want to play the new Elder Scrolls, seeing what Bethesda has done recently. But uh, that's, you know, yeah, that's fair. They've been working on this game for a billion years now, so it better be groundbreaking. But wasn't uh, you know, uh, wasn't uh, uh, Todd Howard say saying they've been he's been working on Starfield or on Starfield for like upwards of twenty years, uh, and then it kind of like came out and was lackluster. I you know I, that means I don't want to shit on the game. Like I know a lot of people enjoyed that game, but I I just think it was kind of lackluster. But the the thing I'll have to say against that is they already have the formula for for Elder Scrolls games. True. Like, true. like Morrowind was like pretty groundbreaking at its time oblivion was an amazing game and you know carried on for a while skyrim came out in what 2011 and mm -hmm. they're still releasing it on consoles so like they have a successful formula for it so 
if they could figure out a way to not get in their own way, I feel like it definitely will be a very good game. And like, also, it's one of those games too where it's like they've never really been super shy about just putting out the game and then saying, hey guys, do whatever you want with it. You already bought it, mod the hell out of it. Because like, one of my buddies, he he's been heavily modding Skyrim for, I think he spends more time modding the game than he does playing it. But like, he still heavily <laughs> plays it all the time because you can mod it so much that it's a different game that you're playing and you don't like it, then you just change a set of mods and it's another completely different game. Like they have, they've brought out mods that have added entire maps and stuff. Isn't so like someone uh, building Oblivion inside of Skyrim using mods? Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think so. Yeah, like I just saw online, like they, <laughs> there was an article about how someone just finally, they've been working on a mod for like eight years or something like that. And they just released it and like it adds an entire other map where they have voice acted, they've like quests, story, they've added all this stuff in there. So like it's a it's a very easy formula for them to follow. So as long as they don't try and get in their own way with like trying to go overboard the looks, because everybody who's, who's played a Bethesda Scrolls game knows that like half of the game is in the interesting bugs that happen. Yeah. So I feel like as they it, it will be good, hopefully. But as if I never get to play it, you know whatever but i feel like this is a shift in the right direction where like if they do go like a timed time gated exclusive thing like to me that would make the most sense anthony how about you any thoughts on the update um as far as the games that were confirmed i'm not really interested in any of them um i mean the, the future looks pretty bright for us playstation 5 users i would say um but other than that, yeah, I don't have too much to add uh, on what's already been said. Okay. John, how about you? Yeah, same same boat as Anthony. I don't really have too much to say that wasn't already touched base on by Sean and Mark. But um, I do have to say, once they see the sales of these games being released on PlayStation, they're, they're just going to keep doing it, which is which is awesome. That's yeah, why I mean, these are great titles too. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Chris. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, I think that's why, like, um, uh, me and Anthony listened to Last Stand, all the podcasts, and I believe it was on Sacred Symbols. Colin brought up something I was thinking, where it's interesting how all these games are coming out so quickly within each other instead of being spaced out, say, within a year. So, I yeah, I'm curious if that's all because they want to see it as quickly as possible if this gamble is worth them taking in terms of sales to then start getting more games coming soon to like other consoles. Uh, what were you going to say, Sean? I just think they're great titles like grounded and CFTs specifically. Like I've had a lot of fun with both of those games. Like I think it makes sense. Like, you know, the, both those games, like especially CFTs, like there's so much, 
so much you could do in that game that makes it like fun to add a whole new kind of generation of people who've never tried it before like that that's going to do wonders for rare and like it, it kind of makes me excited to see like them doing this like and earning all of that money like what are they potentially going to do in the future with these developers uh and you know i i hope they keep expanding on cfds because i think it's a great game i'd love to, for them to expand more on grounded as well because i had a lot of fun playing that game so simple topic for the next one psvr2 is testing pc compatibility mark since you're the hardcore vr man i'll let you start us off what are your thoughts on that <laughs> i wouldn't say hardcore vr man but uh that you broke is... a lamp come on like <laughs> i you know what that is fair i have i've broken stuff in my apartment playing it i will concede that is actually very interesting to me because like I like the games that are coming out on PlayStation for the VR. There's a lot of good ones, but uh, being able to play stuff on PC because there's just an infinite uh, amount of selection on the PC and also with the mods and stuff like that you could put on. So that's actually very interesting. It probably would get me to play my VR more. I have been meaning to uh, pick it up. I might, I might start uh, playing some VR stuff again this week. Just so I can uh, break up my hell diving a little bit, you know, the the robots might take a couple more planets, but you know, nobody else is helping. So one guy killing some undead, I don't think is going to take up too much stuff. But uh, yeah, the that that's a very interesting thing. I will definitely be looking closely into that as it progresses. Okay, Sean, how about you? Uh, honestly, like, there's a lot of games that I want to play on VR that are locked behind the PC, like, uh, you know, Blade and Sorcery and Half-Life Alex. I'd be interested to know, like, how they would integrate it. Would it be, like, multi-platform? Like, you, you could play it through Steam, or is it, like, specifically through Meta? Um, but I'm excited. Like, I, honestly, like, that was one thing. While I was shopping for a VR headset, I was like, you know what? Like, where are the games I want to play? Uh, and it came to a point where it was like most of the games I wanted to play were on PC. Uh, but when it came to the Resident Evil games, like m most of that was on PlayStation. It's a little bit more accessible for me at the moment as well because my PC is a little bit out of date. So uh, I'm excited. And, uh, you know, hopefully because they're just testing, uh, hopefully it comes quick. Uh, and we're able to do it sooner than later. Um, I think one thing, too, is like, you know, we're kind of limited on releases to the PSVR, too. Like, I go through the library quite a lot uh, and look through it. And in terms of games I want to play, like, you know, there isn't too many. Uh, and then when we have, the, you know, the state of plays and stuff like that, they're not announcing a ton of PSVR games. Um, you know, there's ones that I'm interested in, like, uh, there's, uh, I forget, Behemoth, like they announced, like I'm intrigued by it, but they haven't shown any gameplay. Um, and hopefully doing this, uh, because like I said, I think the PSVR is a little bit more accessible than the other headsets at the moment. Like, I, I think this will kind of expand what I was talking about earlier, like PS, you know, the VR being more accessible, uh, becoming less niche. Um, because if you have a PSVR, uh, that kind of 
you know, kind of gets rid of the decision that you have to make about which VR am I going to buy? Like, which games do I want to play? If you can buy one VR and play any game on uh, that you want on either PlayStation or on PC, like, that'll make it a lot more accessible for other users. I'd be interested, too, which will never happen, but if PlayStation tested other VRs on the PlayStation, uh, because, you know, kind of going in the other direction, I know that's probably impossible just because of how the PlayStation VR works as opposed to, like, the the, the Meta uh, uh, or the Oculus. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it's good. I think it's good news. I think it makes sense, right? With PC, you can get an even bigger install base for people to then bring the PSVR to that system. And it, I think it's an easier purchase for some people say they don't have the PS five, but they have a really good PC instead of having it pay like the 700 for the PS five. And then like the 800 for the VR two, they can then just get the VR two. And then ideally I'm assuming what they might do if they're going down this route is how they've started bringing over uh, PlayStation games to PC. I feel like the few uh, exclusives they have, like Horizon, right? I think they would then work on bringing to PC just so they can definitely sell more units and get a bigger install base. John, what are your thoughts on it? Um, so the most of the frustration I've had with uh, my experience with vr is i have the oculus quest 2 and i've tried to use it on my pc like i was successful with certain games but my computer is definitely not beefy enough to run it i think the overall experience with vr would be much better on console anyways um if i were to get a psvr 2 like i would be using it with the playstation not really my computer unless i upgraded or whatever but yeah, it's um, it, it's all about base what your uh, what your specs are, right? So, no, that definitely makes sense. Any thoughts for you, Anthony? Uh, the only thing I can really that really comes to mind is just um, I suspect this move will more heavily benefit the PlayStation users that either already own one or are intending to buy one specifically for the PlayStation stuff. Cause in the realm of the PC, uh, headsets, like generally though, they're a little more inexpensive. Some of them are wireless, which is, uh, my understanding, a pretty big quality of life change. Um, and then like you mentioned, if they did start bringing some of the exclusive PlayStation had over there, that would to me just seamlessly make the other headsets more enticing. I know the PSVR two, I believe has, better hardware and higher resolution stuff like that so if you're a tech geek you'd probably be psyched to get the psvr2 for the pc um environment but um i feel like if if so uh we're far enough into the the vr space that someone that's on pc that sees the psvr headset going to be compatible they probably already own the one that they want it would really just, I guess, almost similar to like when you have to pick if you want to buy an Xbox or a PS5, it'll just really come down to is it going to be worth the exclusives that they would get with the PSVR working on the PS5 for the games that aren't on PC as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, other than that, at the end of the day, 
none of this really matters to me because I don't think I'll ever end up getting one. Um, and share one. We can have joint custody. Yeah. Well, you, you, you say you won't ever get one, but if it gets PC compatible, like... I wouldn't man. even be able to run it. Well, I, but I'm just saying, like... This this the, thing is virtual reality. Are you, are you wouldn't games, be playing games, you know, like, or watching. My understanding, you take your jiggle physics yeah. to the next level. Oh yeah, so the need, haptic uh, feedback, you know, just. <laughs> my understanding, level. you need uh, ray tracing, right, for it to work with the PC. Uh no. Well, well, here this thing has a GTX 1050. So. Don't think that'll be running at any time. So, and I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to spend like five, $600 on a headset and then have to build like a $1,500 computer just to jerk off. You know? <laughs> I, I also have a GTX 1050. Oh, nice. Ooh. So, I, I have a TI, so. Yeah, my laptop did almost kill itself a little while ago for literally no reason. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I did upgrade the RAM though, so it's got 16 gigs now. So, moving up in the world. All right. Next up, we got. So I put this one in here just because I'm actually really excited about it. Uh, Age of Mythology is getting a remaster. Age of Mythology retold. It's going to be coming to Xbox and PC later this year. I used to play Age of Mythology all the time back, like on like PC, like. I I was never a PC person. There were a few games that I enjoyed playing on it. One being Age of Mythology, the other being Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. I, I It was the dumbest stuff. I would just take an empty map. I would make like a small little kingdom filled with like all the heroes from uh, like, uh, like say like even like villains like Medusa immediately comes to mind. Um, Hercules. I'd put them all in there and then I would then build around them a massive army of just like enemies and then I would simulate and just watch all the heroes just fight the crap out of these like waves and just see how long they would survive. <laughs> it, it, it was definitely not the the way they I think they designed playing that game but I just found some kind of weird just fun in doing stuff like that. Um Sean, Age of Mythology, is that up your alley or no? I used to play uh, Age of Empires a little bit. I, I honestly never got too too much into those uh, kinds of games other than I played a little bit of StarCraft, um, which is kind of, kind of different. Uh, but uh, yeah, I get what you're saying, though. Like There is something intrinsically like interesting about uh, old school PC gaming because I remember playing a lot of games the way you weren't supposed to play them. So having it be re-released and having it kind of see how, you know, how do you play those today? Like as an adult, like your experience is different, right? Like when we played uh, Jedi Outcast, like I I had a lot of fun playing it the one time we played it, but definitely when I was a kid, that is not how I played it. Like I would just goof around and do whatever. So kind of gets you back into like that kind of nostalgic feel. I probably will not uh, put Age of Mythology in my mouth. I'm just saying so. <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, Mark, how about you? That doesn't go in there. <laughs> actually, Age of Mythology was my favorite, uh, like Age of Empires games. I actually did play that one quite a bit. But like, I 
a good old RTS. I I haven't played like I I played a lot of uh, StarCraft Two when it came out. I enjoyed the the three episodes that they released, and like I enjoyed how they they did it for the the second one. But like even just playing the first StarCraft is always fun. Uh, I would be definitely tempted to get Age of Mythology just because like I do remember how much I enjoyed it when I was younger. But as uh, Sean said, seeing how different my play style would be now that uh, I'm older and I'm I'm better at the sort of strategy aspect of those games, uh, I I I would be interested in getting it. the The main factor would be if my laptop could support it. I know it's probably not that chunky of a game, but uh, I think I might have to be getting a new laptop soon and getting it solely to play age of empires would not be a uh, priority in my my book that's fair one thought because you were listing other rts games i think the only rts game i liked more than age of mythology was lord of the rings battle for middle earth 2 I yeah, did play Xbox. some of that one. Yeah, I honestly just or RTS has always been a genre that I've enjoyed a lot. Uh, like I think I think the first big one that I played, which I feel like most people in our age range would be, would be like the classic Warcraft games. Those ones were were just iconic in the field. Uh, Age of Empires obviously was a massive one. Uh, actually, not extremely long ago but like i'd say like probably four or three years ago i actually would uh, play some age of empires 2 somebody because there's still there's actually still a server up that you can play on i think you have to download something special for it but you can actually still play it online which was was a lot of fun all right john how about you uh well i'm on the same boat as Sean, where I never played like a real-time strategy game the way I was supposed to, basically go into the sandbox mode and just maybe throw an enemy in there and just make myself as overpowered as possible and see how fast I can destroy them. Um, yeah, I don't think Age of Mythology uh, will really interest me all that much. So what you're saying is you're not going to put it in your mouth. <laughs> no. Okay. This is this is an outrage. This is a disgrace. <laughs> Anthony, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I've only really jumped into RTS as the genre a long time ago in a in a faraway land. No, um probably like fifteen, twenty years ago now. Fuck. <laughs> just just felt your age there. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can um, see it in your eyes just to Yeah. Uh it was like uh, there was many games uh, I can it was uh Command and Conquer Red Alert 2, I believe. Uh played that a bunch. I remember I was I wasn't the greatest at it. And I played uh PvE wise. I remember watching our friend Mike, he would play online and it was like, you know, similar to like the popular like Warcraft three where you had custom maps made online and, and stuff that people do. This game I'm pretty sure it was Red Alert 2 that had similar things, and um, I would watch him play, and it was just, it would get so sweaty, just, like, how intense it could get, but, no, my my interest in that genre never really, like, went any further than that, it was more just, like, a, of its time, 
I guess. I don't know. So I don't know if I'll be checking this out, but I was watching some footage of it and like the, the remake aspects of it comparative to the original do look really cool. Especially I'm assuming there was like a uh, Nagi looking like snake thing, Chris. I'm assuming you, you saw that. <laughs> yeah, I remember there being Medusa. I actually didn't end up checking out oh, the trailer yeah. for it. But no, I, I always just like the wide variety of heroes and just mythical beasts that you could throw into these just battles and just like make it almost over the top in some aspects it just like seeing like a gigantic minotaur just up a crowd of small soldiers it was just just always like funny i think i'm uh my friend dustin used to do the exact same thing but i believe it was a different series could have been age of empires um I don't know. You know, there's a couple of different series from the same time frame. Uh, I don't remember which one it was, but I remember watching him do that. All t- he would set up an entire army here of like one specific unit, and then an entire army of the of a different unit, and then he would just see which one would win. You know, which is sounds similar in a way to what you're describing earlier, just different uh, setup. All right. Next up, uh, a game I drafted for our fantasy critic. Rise of Ronin will have character creator and four-player co-op. Players can join up to three other players to experience the game's main story missions, freely customize your character's visual features, and then obviously Rise of Ronin releases on March 22nd. Uh, I'll start us off with this one. I've been really excited for this game ever since it got announced. It just gives me... I wouldn't say Ghost of Tsushima vibes, because... When you look at the gameplay, I think Ghost seems a bit a bit more refined but limited, where Rise of the Ronin seems a lot more complex because you have like guns being thrown into the mix. But just I'm excited to get my hands on this game, and I'm surprised how they revealed that it had co-op because somebody would, if I remember correctly, somebody was scrolling through the website for the game and just saw the features listed. I don't actively remember anybody or at least in any of their videos talking about a co-op aspect to it. But yeah, regardless, my excitement for this has just gone even more through the roof. Um, John, what are your thoughts? You say Sean Uh, or John? Oh, John. John. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I haven't really, I haven't really seen anything from rise of Ronin. Uh, It's pretty cool that they're, Adding a character creator, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't. I got. I got nothing. I know. Sean, right. how about you? <laughs> you say Sean or Joe? Uh, so you know, my father once said some wise words, and I think I'm quite the opposite of him. He said he did. He had no interest in playing things with uh, demons or magic or or anything that was too unrealistic. He would rather kill people, uh, which was kind of concerning. Uh, to me at the time, but uh, you know, I kind of let it go. Uh, I think Rise of Ronin looks cool. I think the gameplay looks cool. I think it's a little too, you know, real for me. Like I, I, I like to be brought into worlds that are kind of fantastical. Uh, that being said, the other day uh, you were talking about this. I, I think it was a couple months ago, and I ended up looking at some gameplay trailers, and it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Team Ninja 
they're a great company. They always do good things. I I, I think Team Ninja did the um, John. What's that game called? Neo. Uh, I think they Neo, did yeah. Neo as well. Like, which was a great game. So I have no doubt uh, it will be a good game. Just just not for me. Uh, too too realistic for me. I'd rather murder Mon. I'm not like my father. You know, I don't want to <laughs> kill any people. I'd rather murder a giant dragon or something like that. So. Oh, that's fair. How about you, Mark? So it I it is a it is an interesting game for me to like it's like I, I enjoy uh that sort of genre or not genre sort of time period for things and like uh like the swords and guns plays and stuff like that is is pretty good uh, pretty good for me at least. I don't if, if it's a little bit more realistic in the aspects, it doesn't bother me a whole lot. Uh, I do think it's interesting that they'll add a lot of customization to it. To just put it in your nice little spin on your own your own personal Ronin. Uh, it is a game I'm looking forward to. I will definitely be up to playing that co-op with you when it eventually does come out. Uh, yeah, I, I try not to watch a ton of stuff on uh, games. Like, if, if it looks immediately interesting to me, I tend to just, like, let it be a little bit more of a surprise. So I, I'm not 100% sure on all the features of it, but the stuff I did see looks very interesting, and uh, I'm excited for it. And then finally you, Anthony? Uh, so, with the so with confirmed character creation, the first question that comes to mind will be, will there be um, jiggle physics? Because uh, <laughs> that's very important. Um, but no, I, I so... I am interested in this game, like even before we knew this, but the co-op aspect does kind of move it on my list because I kind of have it said more for probably a sale price just because, um, you know, lots of games coming out. I do have ones I was prioritizing over this one. Co-op it would probably be enough to move it up the list to potential day one buy. Um, I would just have to kind of get more confirmation on what the co-op will entail. Because I know it says, like, story missions. I'm just curious if it's going to be like, can you run through, like, the campaign with another player in its entirety? Or is it you load in? You know, some games will have co-op where you can load in and do it. But sometimes they'll have it where the host gets the progress, but the player two gets zero progress in their own game. So I'd, I'd have to get more information on it before I officially commit to doing that. But um, it is definitely really cool, though. And it's weird the, the way uh, we found out about it. I wonder if we'll we'll see any footage on that, because uh, it's only a month away, right? So how much more are they going to show us of this game before then? So I don't know, because they didn't show, like you said, Chris, I don't think they showed us co-op play no yeah i don't recall seeing it yet i imagine post final fantasy 7 rebirth they will do what they did for that and have a not a state of play but um what was the name of it i'm blanking oh um but anyways regardless one of those for rise of the ronin where I feel like they'll probably hopefully showcase more of that. Like a deep dive or what was that? Oh, deep dive. Like a... They they what have a that? name for it. I'm just like I'm blanking on it. Um, I think it is just regular state of play, and then showcases the actual showcase where they have everything. But regardless, I feel like maybe early March we'll probably see more info info on this, and they'll kind of 
delve deeper into the co-op aspects for it. Because uh, if you look at a game like Ghost of Tsushima, when they added that free co-op mode, well, granted, it was more of a kind of just a PvE activity. It added a lot more replayability and just a, a fun experience to that. Um, oh, yeah. So second last topic, we're almost out of here. Uh, quick one. Dying Light 2 just got a big update. They finally have firearms in the game. Uh, pistols, SMGs, rifles, and shotguns are added. And there's a bunch of various other stuff. Uh, one of the more notable things, improved visual enhancements. Like a variety to like interior walls and new skybox textures. Like, but guns is the big thing. For me, I didn't really get into Dying Light 2 as much as I wanted to. I think I was found myself really wishing the guns were in there. I think eventually I'll load it up again now that those are obtainable. Um, John, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, Dying Light 2, I played... I, I wouldn't say too much of it. I played a bit of it. Um, yeah, the one thing it was missing was uh, guns. For sure. I mean, there was the bow, I believe. Yes. Pretty useful, but yeah, I mean, what's what's a zombie game without guns, right? And then, I mean, like, the the whole fetch questy, like, it, it got pretty dry pretty quick for me. I feel like, yeah, they add the guns, so I'll, I'll maybe get back into it. How about you, Mark? So... I did play the game with guns the first time. You get about halfway through, and then one of the little uh, side missions you can do is like a secret one. It's you do a, a Doom Guy one, and you get the Doom Guy shotgun, and you can glitch it out of it. And then you just have a one shot shotgun for the rest of the game <laughs> with infinite ammo. So it. If they added the weapons and stuff in the first time, I probably would have enjoyed the game more, but it's not enough for me to want to replay it again. Like it was a fun game. Uh, the story, like story was, was good for first experience. I don't think I would want to go through the, uh, like the entirety of the game again, just to see what it's like with a couple extra weapons added to it. It was, it was a fun game, but that's not enough for me to want to revisit, revisit it after they update it. It's fair. Anthony, how about you? I did just pick this up over the Christmas holiday when it was on sale with the intention to play. There's a couple other guys uh, that picked it up as well. Haven't gotten around to it, which I guess worked in our favor because I knew we knew this update was a thing that was going to be happening at some point. I didn't realize it was going to be this early in the year, though, which is great because we haven't gotten around to playing it yet. So when we do, it's going to be a much more enjoyable experience from the sounds of it. I even watched some clips, uh, I guess... Um, some players, uh, day one of, of this update, they gave a free pistol in, in your stash with like 75 ammo. So I was watching a guy playing and he was just going around using the pistol and it was just, he was just dummying the fucking zombies, like one tapping some of them, two shots. He was testing it on, you know, larger zombies. Granted, I don't have much of a gauge for that with the melee weapons in comparison because I haven't really played it much, but. I am excited to jump into it uh, when the time comes. I just don't know when that'll be. Got to line it up with the other guys I'm going to be playing with. No, that's fair. Uh, Sean, how about you? Uh, would you put the gun in your mouth? I mean, uh, would you put Dying Light 2 in your mouth? Uh, 
let me ask you a question. You know, with everything going on in this political con- climate in 2024, when has guns, adding guns to anything, made anything better? So I'm going to say I strongly disagree with this decision. Uh, and uh, that's I'm going to leave it at that because, um, honestly, I'm just totally against it. So. Right. Will you bear me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hidden topic number 15. Uh, Donald Trump has been added to Destiny as a playable character. No, no. <laughs> Replaced in Gade 16. <laughs> oh, I would immediately uninstall. <laughs> All right. All right. We've reached the final topic. We'll start off with Sean. You weren't here last week. So we've talked about what we're playing. Is there anything you would like to be playing that just because you're short on time you haven't touched or something you're looking forward to that's coming out? really want to break out the PlayStation Classic I modded last year and, and kind of spent some more time uh, with that. But honestly, like this year is stacked. Like last year was stacked. This year is stacked. Like I don't think I'll have time to ever go back to my backlog. There's been a couple of games announced uh that are coming out on steam that i've been really interested in uh you know i'm hoping that uh, little devil inside which we saw like a couple years ago at, at the video game awards like makes a comeback like we, there was that controversy with it and then it completely disappeared i was hoping to kind of delve into that Isn't i will say news on that yeah i think there is a recent news oh there is that. yeah Let's Google it. Uh, but as we Google Little Devil Inside, that's awesome. I hope there's a release date. That game looks amazing. Uh, but honestly, like, yeah, this year is stacked. I will say I'm excited for the remake of uh, Thousand Year Door because that's one of my favorite RPG experiences. And being able to play that on my Switch is going to be surreal. Um, so not really backlog. I mean, I've played through that game before, but having the ability to experience it again, I'm also excited for like new players to experience it because that game is like... For one, it's hilarious. Like the writing and the dialogue in that game is hilarious. The settings and the atmosphere in that game are d- divine, for lack of a better term. I'm very excited to play that. In terms of backlog, I don't have too much on my backlog. As I was saying earlier, like I really, you know, I give everything I buy a shot. So I don't really have too, too much of a backlog. I've really been hankering to play some old PS1 games. Um, Anthony and I, like, we both really had, like, this passion for game collecting. It kind of fell off because, you know, it's expensive. Yeah, Yeah, it's expensive. Um, But I've really kind of, like, kind of not gotten into the collecting aspect of it, but kind of gotten into the nostalgic portion of it. So really looking forward to playing, hopefully, sometime this year uh my totally legal collections of games that i have on my playstation classic uh totally legal yeah so it looks like they released a new trailer and a developer update just to apologize for the lack of updates in the past uh the gist of it we became a team then grew into a company and tried many hands to make light work Along the way, in all efforts to making a great game, many great people have come and gone. People with respectable but different purposes and pursuits. In sharing these differences and thoughts, we were sometimes touched and moved, and sometimes in conflict. We are responsible for not being able to embrace the differences, and of course, sincerely apologize to you all. 
don't know, not really it just seemed to be clashing visions going on with the developer but i wouldn't say it was good that they showed a trailer but i i think it's still kind of up in the air when we'll actually see that release that's disappointing because the first trailer was like super exciting i think that was my most anticipated game for well I was going to say for 2022, but that's the year Elden Ring came out. So let's do, let's delete the whole podcast. <laughs> let's start again from the beginning. Uh, take it from the top. <laughs> All right. Next up, we'll go. John, how about you? What are you like looking forward to or what have you been wanting to play? Well, I'm currently playing Persona 3 Reload, as I mentioned earlier. Really enjoying that uh, with the small amount of time that I put into it. I'm going to continue to dive with my uh fellow democrats um i'm still looking forward to dragon's dogma 2 that is definitely my most anticipated game <laughs> of uh, of this year uh yeah and then final fantasy 7 uh uh rebirth has made its way into a day one purchase for me as well so i'll have to finish that as quickly as possible before dragon's dogma 2 comes out I completely forgot about Dragon Dog Dragons Dragons. Okay, let's take it from the top. Do you, do you want to put that in your mouth, Sean? Do you want to put what? Dragons Dogma Two in your mouth? I do. What does it come out? It co- so it comes out the same day as Princess Peach Showtime and Rise of Ronin. Oh, All three come never, out on the twenty second. Never mind. I'm not getting Dragons Dogma Two. I got Princess Peach's Showtime to look forward to. It's game of the year. Uh, it's gonna score high. It better score high. It's going to be good. The first game was phenomenal. I honestly, that sucks so bad. It comes out March 22nd because literally it'll be back to back Persona, Final Fantasy, and the Dragon's Dogma. Like, there's no no breaks in between. So, but, but Sean, you have to use my pawn. I will. Are you oh. doing Trickster? Are you going to go Trickster? I don't know yet. I might try Trickster. We should, I might just, I might just go Magic Archer like I always do. Yeah, I'll probably just go like full strength. <laughs> all right mark how about you honestly with all the talk about the vr and this one it's motivated me to, to break it out again and uh, try out some of the games that i've been wanting to play uh we talked about those ones on the last uh last one but just like i just always enjoy like the the sword and shield stuff has been a lot of fun on it and uh anything with the, the guns in it are usually pretty fun with the vr so i think uh I might break out that one this week. Okay, nice. Anthony, how about you? Uh, so I'm pr- probably going to do some research on the Tales series, kind of see if there's any contenders. Because I do own a couple, you know, just from, like Sean mentioned, game collecting um, that I do have here. So I'm going to see what I have. Uh, and then kind of see online what the general consensus is of, like, you know, top five, right? And Tales games and see if i have any of those or if i have access to via psn uh with if because there's lots of games on sale i think till the 29th um to maybe follow that up with uh, after i'm done tales of berseria um maybe i they are lengthy games so i I don't want to like burn myself out on them per se but if i'm coming out of berseria strong i think i might try and like piggyback it right into another one uh, as far as what's coming out, I'm still hyped for Stellar Blade. Um, R- Rise of the Ronin, I've definitely kind of moved up my list there because it um, potentially day one. We'll see. Uh, and then Ayudan Chronicles still, as far as games coming. 
Uh, not too much new there. I think we're being like so rude. We haven't asked you, Chris. You keep asking us <laughs> what we want and if we would. Chris, before you start, like, what are you looking forward to playing? Or uh, if you have any games in your backlog, in I'm your looking home. forward to playing Sean. Um, you know, just getting oh, all up in there, uh, getting that in my <laughs> mouth, you know. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, real talk. Now, like thinking back that I haven't played Resident Evil 4 Remake, I do, I have it like sitting in my backlog ready to play, but I I don't know if I can do that and Banishers at the same time, just because like they are both like third person story driven and like horror themed. So I think maybe once I beat Banishers, once I get the platinum for that, if I find myself wanting to balance Rebirth with something else, I might go between the two kind of thing, but and Pentiment. I do want to give Pentiment an honest try just because I've heard really good things about the story for it. It just it, is the gameplay going to click with me? I think that's the one thing I'm kind of uh, interested in. I did look up. It looks like it would be an easy platinum, so I think that's motivation right there for me to give Pentiment an honest try, but that's pretty much What it are you at me. now for platinums? Um... Let me take a quick look. 80-something. This month has been rough for me. I haven't gotten a single Platinum this month. I need to quit slacking. Yeah, this month's been rough to me. I've been, you know, running out of money. (laughs) Smacking you. (laughs) That's that's, that's a fair reason. (laughs) So I'm at 84 Platinums right now. My most recent one was Prince of Persia. What do you think? 2024, the year you hit 100? I think so, like, cause I got twenty last year, and to be fair, some of them were not short platinums, as we discussed. Baldur's Gate was a long. <laughs> yeah, Baldur's platinum. Gate. That that one. That's impressive, yeah. man. That's so impressive. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think no. I think this year will be one hundred platinums. I just gotta figure out what I want to do for number one hundred. I think that's the question. Oh yeah, that's a good thought. It's gotta yeah. be special. Next week, thirty-seven platinums. Next week, give it some thought. You Have know. you ever heard of uh, Senran Kagura Peach Beach Splash? I think I own that <laughs> because of you. <laughs> like, like you brought it up the one time. You're like, it's this booby game. That's an easy platinum. So it's like, easy platinum. Okay, I'll buy it because <laughs> it was I'm on there. sale. <laughs> That's how you get me on a game. Like, can I platinum it? Yeah. You know what's an easy platinum? Budaka- the Budokai collection for PS3. So bust out the I wanted PS3. Bust out the PS3. Go back in time. Get the Budokai collection. A new one's coming out, too. Or, well, I don't know when it's coming out, but it got announced. Yeah, I'm only sitting at three Platinums this year so far. Dead Island 2, Nobody Saves the World, and Prince of Persia Lost Crown. So I got to get back into that. I have two. I got one this year. Tekken, that was it. So I know Mark slapped me. I know you've gotten quite a bit of platinums, right? For okay. for this year. Yeah, I know. It's how how do I tell? How do I tell? Uh just pull up your app. Oh, like that you got this year? Yeah, just pull up your app. You should be able to when you go to trophy see your most recent games first. Yeah, let's see. I just gotta figure out which one I got last, which I think would have been Okay, so Remnant 2 was my last one. I got that December 30th. Then I returned to Moria. 
Nobody Saves the World, uh, Aiden Chronicles. So, yeah, so I'm almost at four. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, okay, I'll, so I'll we're both around the same because I'm almost at the Platinum for Suicide Squad. I just got to do some grinding. I just need one person with at least two barrage stratagems, and then I can get my platinum. <laughs> I got those. I got those stratagems for well, you. Let's, let's get me my platinum right after this. Um, sure. Yeah. All right. On that note, I'm Chris. That was Sean. Want to say something? Just oh yeah. <laughs> just, just don't like... <laughs> put video games in your mouth. Don't put video games in your mouth. You'll hurt your teeth. Uh, this was Anthony. Bring back the jiggle physics. There we go. <laughs> Mark. Stick it in your mouth. <laughs> and John. <laughs> I like turtles. All right, that's a white. Turtle, turtle. <laughs>